2: It's a giant pile of stupidity. Looks like you found Common Man and T-Bone.
0: Big Husky Kiss. More
3: olive oil, and then you just be, everyone is just licking each other, yes, I guess. Is that what happens? All
2: right. We're all
4: lubed up and ready to go. <laughs> lubed up and licking, baby. There you go. Do not Google lubed up and
3: licking, <laughs> please. No? No. You don't
2: think so? Well, how about don't a work computer? Should no. you do it on a work computer? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. nope. Just making sure. Produced by Panama Ted. Too hot. Featuring Liana Ray on traffic. How
5: the f*** did I end up here? And a
2: plethora of sounds mm-hmm. that make no sense. Pay me
5: a stick of bubble gum. for what?
2: Cracks and gaps. Rerack. Yeah.
6: Yeah.
2: time to penetrate your ear hole Ew. this is man and bone <laughs> happy friday welcome in hello bone
4: hello man it is tool of the week friday send in your twitter tools now at man and bone 971 your chance to win fabulous prizes i have a
3: tool of the week oh what's your tool of the week Everything I root for sucks. <laughs> That's my tool what, of the year. What, whatever could you be talking about, oh, Common my Man? God. Would you be talking about a uh, men's basketball team at the Ohio State University? It's, a, it's everything. It's the hockey team I root for, the professional football team
4: I root for, the collegiate football team I root for, the we all think is great but suddenly can't beat Michigan or anybody else is any good. I'm just—I'm tired of it all, and it's, mm. it's—it's just piling on me. And I'm watching this game last night. You know which game I'm talking about. If you don't
3: change the channel, <laughs> <laughs> well, in fairness, if you ignore these games at this point, I don't blame you at all. Well, you can ignore them, but you still like, know
4: what's going on. I
3: Tell who was it that played? That would be the crappy Ohio State men's basketball team that played last night. So I'm watching awful. that
4: crap. Where I, I'm getting—I'm getting like sick to my stomach as I watch
3: sports. It's homework to me now. Oh, dude. I enjoyed none of it. You said that before the show that it felt like homework and you're dead on. It, I Rarely does this job feel like work. You know, we watch games sometimes because we know we're going to have to talk about them, but we usually enjoy watching the games. I don't enjoy watching this basketball team. I have not enjoyed watching them pretty much since the start of the new year. Well, you know what? Purdue game was the last time I really felt enjoyment watching this team because they played well and then, yes, they lost. But I thought, well, they're, they're still pretty close. they Played a tough team there. That's okay. There was
4: anticipation going into that game where you're saying to yourself, well, this is a good measuring stick, right? Right. What can we do against Purdue? I'm excited to see. I go into that game last night saying, hey, they better win. They better win. Wisconsin sucks. What are we doing? And then you're sitting there. I decided as I'm watching, I got this pit in my stomach. Mm -hmm. It's the same feeling that I have when I go to the dentist. I hate going to the dentist. My dentist, very nice lady. I go every six months because you're supposed to, and it's healthy for you. But the actual action, I hate it. I feel violated. I'm sitting there. My mouth is wide open. Who the hell knows what they're doing in there? I don't know. Nerves are clinging around. Sensitivity. Can't stand it. I had the same reaction watching this buckeye basketball team last night i would rather have someone messing with my teeth with that high pressure water pick where they're getting in there to get all the plaque out and little nerves are driving me crazy i'd rather have that than go watch that game again
3: last night i i watched that and i feel like at this point there's no there's no it's not even that there's no effort being given there isn't the attempt at effort Is if that's even a way to put it? Like, there's not effort for effort. Like, there's just nothing with this basketball team that I watch and say. Like, I know these guys are trying. I'm not. I'm not accusing them of not wanting to play basketball. I am saying when I see this team come out flat, time after time after time, get down big in the first half. I I don't. I don't get it, man. Why? How? How does that happen? Holtman said after the game last night. Well, we came out again. We had no
4: bite. Why? Look, you may not be any good, but at this point, you should be coming out with your hair on fire every single game. You're 500. And by the way, that's a myth. Oh. They're, not, they're not 500 because go look at the teams they beat to get them to 500.
3: 80% of their wins have come against garbage. Well, they're, here's what we this is the measuring stick. This is what you can, I think, easily ascertain with this basketball team is. They are 3 and 8 in the Big Ten Conference, which puts them two from the bottom of the conference. The only two teams below them in the standings would be Nebraska and Minnesota, both of whom they lost to. So who's the worst team in the Big Ten? It's not Nebraska and it's not Minnesota because that they played this team head-to-head and beat them. Wisconsin is the next worst team in the conference, and we know how that just went last night. Buckeyes are the worst team in the Big Ten as far as I'm concerned in college basketball in 2023. The men's basketball team is the worst team in the Big Ten conference.
4: I have been watching Ohio State basketball for a long time, okay? And I remember what it was like before Fed There were good years. There were final four years. But it wasn't as consistent of a product as we've become accustomed to. And even now, I don't know what the hell that means. What yeah. are we accustomed to? But I don't think I have ever seen a basketball team fail to score a basket in the last seven minutes and 18 seconds of a game, and still win by five. Right? And that's what Wisconsin did. You didn't run into a hot team last night. You know, there have been those games against Wisconsin in the past where you go up to the, the Cole Center and they're just hitting shots like crazy. You're playing good defense, but they're still making those shots, and you shrug your shoulders and say, Well, wasn't our night. This team that came in last night is crap. The Wisconsin Badgers are crap, and they played like crap. They didn't score a basket for over seven minutes to end that game, and you still lost. I don't want to hear about they fought back. I don't want to hear about any of that. This is an embarrassing performance. Chris Holtman just told us last night that he's out of ideas. He has nothing. He got himself thrown out of that basketball game because he is out of ideas.
3: Yeah, that was he, a, that was the last gasp. He, he doesn't effort. know. He doesn't
4: know what to do. He doesn't know what to motivate these guys with. He comes out every single game say, we came out flat. We had a bad week of practice. Why? You're desperate.
3: Why? Yeah, I, I don't have an answer for you, and I'm sure he doesn't either. We know that. I mean, otherwise something would be done. I just want to run through, because you, you, everything you said is right. Like, this team came out flat. They had chances at the end where Wisconsin was stone cold. But let's just let's just really crystallize the fact that Ohio State did not get whooped or beat up or anything by a team playing better. I want to go through the numbers, which we don't usually do on this show. Just you tell me, Mike, if any of these numbers scream to you team that was getting dominated in the first half and team that lost this game because they just were not the better team, right? Look at what Wisconsin did in this game. Wisconsin field goal percentage, 41.8%. That's not great. Ohio State, 42%. Not much better. Three-point percentage for Wisconsin, 30%. Ohio State, 28%. Pretty much the same, right? Free throw percentage. Wisconsin shot 59% from the free throw line. Did Ohio State capitalize on that? No. They shot 61%. Not any better. Rebounding, Ohio State actually out-rebounded them by like twice. It was like 20-something to 45. And yet... We're looking at basically a Ohio State team that despite being fairly even in the stats and even out-rebounding this Wisconsin team. What were, were the turnovers last night? The, that was where Ohio State probably, you could argue, lost it. Eight for Wisconsin, 16 for Ohio Jeez, State. That's the thing, man. I didn't know the numbers. 16. I just knew
4: it was a lot. 16. This team does all the intangible things wrong. Oh, 100% right. They've turned in. I I don't want to hear what they were earlier in the season. They've turned into a terrible free throw shooting team. Terrible. Yep. Yep. Turning the basketball over. When you need a a big stop on defense, you don't get it. It's all those little things. Like you just said, those stats, except for the turnovers
3: and the rebounds, fairly even. Well, I'm saying the rebounds and the turnovers pretty much even each other out, right? Ohio State got some offensive rebounds. Wisconsin got some steals. Look at the game they won against Iowa. Why
4: did they win that game? Because they just shot lights out. Yeah. Right? right. It's not like it didn't anything great. They just hit their shots. Okay. If you hit all your shots and scored 90-something points like you did,
3: you got a chance to win. Other than that, you're screwed. Right. Well, you know what I feel like this Buckeye basketball team does? And this is... I want to be clear. When we say Buckeye basketball team, this is excluding Bryce Sensabaugh, who I know didn't have his best night. Got oh, he got in out, foul but, trouble. Right. But, but but doesn't matter. Like he's We know he's good. He's the entire offense. Right. Here Here's what I'm, I'm talking about. Everybody else on this team there are a lot of guys on this basketball team who pass the getting off the bus test, the eye test. You know, like when football coaches will say that, like, oh man, this team, you just saw them coming off the bus and you knew it was going to be a long day because they're just all bigger and better and they all looked like they were going to be tough football players. Same thing happens in basketball. You see teams walk off the bus and you go, oh God, this team's going to be tough. Ohio State looks like from the Just looking at the appearance of the players, looking at all these guys, looking at their resumes of what they've done, you got a lot of veterans. You got a lot of guys who played big oh, minutes. No, no, don't, don't tell anybody that. No, I know we can't say there's, that. Because there's no veterans here. It's just all young players, and that's why they're struggling. Even though they're all like half the roster is full of guys who played four or five years at no. Power Five schools. No. And, 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 all, here. and all those guys are bad. Right.
4: Right. But let's right. not
3: talk about that. Let's talk about the four freshmen. This team looks a lot of times like a good basketball team. On paper, look at the, the numbers last night. 83% or whatever it said on the ESPN statistics got, saying I it was going to be... What? Ohio State was going to be able to win this game. Who is putting that together? I'm telling you, man. Because I just saw that they're favored to beat Michigan like 63%
4: yeah. or so. this, What are you watching? You know why?
3: This team does not math well. They don't math well because they had some good numbers early in the season that I think screw this up. They have guys who seemingly could be able to do things that college basketball teams should be able to do, right? where they are broken, where they do not work at all. Draymond Green was a guy when he was in college who I don't think you would ever say, man, that dude just looks like a freak of nature, number one pick, awesome basketball player. I mean, he's obviously a great basketball player. He was at Michigan State. But he did not really fit what NBA teams thought he would be able to. He didn't have a body type for the NBA. What did he do after college where he was great at Michigan State? Reworked his game, figured it out became the intangible guy that is an intricate part of multiple championship teams in an NBA roster. Well, does he Does he look like every NBA player that you see that's great? Dwight Howard and him stand next to each other. Who do you think is the all-timer, and who do you think is the guy that's not in the league anymore? Right? You would think it's Dwight Howard. Draymond Green is the better basketball player. Ohio State, Bryce Sensabaugh aside, does not have a lot of guys that maybe don't look the part, but they get the job done. They know how to fill the roles. They know how to do the right things when it comes to playing basketball. They do not have that basketball IQ on this roster. But that's or, the problem, or, though. Or their coaching staff is not pulling it out of these guys, one of the two, which that may very well be the case with the Holt man. But you hit the portal with these guys, and that was the thing. He's like, well, you know, this guy's
4: not going to be a huge scorer, but he plays good defense, good basketball player, Yeah, good IQ. How many times do we
3: say that this offseason? You're right. So – it's, again, it's not even really the freshman on this. It's no. It's the guys who brought in in the portal over the last few I, years. I hate everything. we got to take a break. Talk
4: more about this crap. Gene Smith talking to the dispatch. Give me a drink. Common Man and T-Bone on
2: the fan. Fan traffic.
7: From the Meister's
5: Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find an accident on the north side of I-71 at Morse Road. It is causing some slowdowns in that area. Plan about a 15-minute backup as they work to get things cleaned up. Caution is advised here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance is for uncompromisers with savings of up to 25%. You can stop compromising and keep driving. Get a free quote today. Savings vary. Term supply. Safe Auto Group Agency Incorporated. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic.
2: Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. This is Common Man and T-Bone.
3: T-Bone's going to sell you something. That's right, Mike. My guys at Valley Ford of Columbus, they are the place to go to get a Ford in Columbus. Brand new vehicles on the lot right now. Trucks, SUVs. I was out there just last week saw a bunch of the vehicles that are there in stock. You can see them for yourself either by stopping in at Valley Ford of Columbus, formerly Roush Ford. Uh, that's right there off of 70 and Hilliard Rome Road. Or you can go to ValleyFordOfColumbus.com. Check out their inventory. They also have used inventory there. Go see my guy Derek at Valley Ford of Columbus. Get the best deal. It's ValleyFordOfColumbus.com. You like Derek over there? I do. Can he coach basketball? I hope so because we're going to need someone to do it. Need someone to figure out what's going on with his basketball team. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what's going on. They suck. Well, They suck. I know. Yes, I know, but let's be specific on how they suck. I don't think it's everyone on the team, because this is the narrative I feel like we're getting from the national guys that's getting twisted when you hear us maybe say they suck. National guys are going, oh, yeah, well, they have a bunch of freshmen. Those freshmen play a lot of minutes. Those freshmen aren't very good. Oh, what are you going to do? Chris Holtman, eh, he's fine. That's not it. Chris Holtman selected a bunch of transfers to come here, believing those transfers would then be the key to this team transitioning to those younger players in the next year. And then that that would allow us to be a really good team this year. That plan has failed miserably. Yes. Okay. So that's what we're talking about sucks. Doesn't mean that down the road, you can't have some of these freshmen who are going to stick around, become really good but this well, is, no, that's the, this is uh, transfer portal college basketball, my friend. Are you guaranteeing me that all these guys are going to be back next year? Because I don't know that that's going to no, happen.
4: When when you tell me that this team is bad because there's too many young players on the team, that is a telltale sa- sign that you're not watching this game. Right. You're not, you're not watching. As a matter of fact, this team is where they are right now because the veterans have been terrible. And now I think it's time to sit them down. That was the dirt on the coffin. Now you were already in the coffin, the... The lid was closed, but last night losing that game, that's it. There's, oh. there's no there's yeah. no NCAA tournament for you. There's there's no. nothing going on. It was a pipe dream going into that game, but with that loss last night, it came true. It's it's dead. So now, I truly do play the young
3: guys huge minutes, and I, I, I get them experience for next season. I agree with you. I, I honestly don't think there's any reason that guys like Opara and Roddy Gale should be no. seeing... Nope. 12 minutes? Nope. 11 minutes? Nope. What are we doing? Nope. We're, you're playing those guys now. Why are they seeing Why are they seeing a dozen minutes? It doesn't make any sense to me. You're playing guys who can't do anything for you. They had two guys in double digits, and one of them was your freshman who's, if anybody's leaving to go to the NBA, it's him. And then Zed got you 12. Those are your two guys that got double digits last night. Period. In a game where, like you said, what was Wisconsin? Oh, for 7,000 in the last 18 minutes of that game, whatever Did it was. Did not score a basket in the last 7
4: minutes and 18 seconds.
3: Okay. And still won. So maybe that's the time where one of your veteran guys that I know, Jeff Goodman, has no idea exists and are on this team. But for those of us who watch these games, we know it. Uh, those guys that you banked on coming in and being good right off the bat to help out, that's who you need to step up in this moment. And sure, it'd be nice if a freshman out of nowhere just popped off 20 points like Sensabaugh's done plenty of times this year, but he can't be the only one going, and if he's not going, then the team just doesn't work? That's No, that is not on the young guys on this roster. Maybe a little bit of it is, but a lot of it is on the veterans and the coaching decisions made by the Holt man. That's the only way to slice this. Uh, Gene was talking to Jardy. Over at the dispatch
4: yesterday. Now this was not like a big sit down interview. Gene was there at the game and Jardy talked to him courtside before the game started.
3: Yeah, so I would term that as a It's an interview. Well, it's, yeah, a, it's a talk. It's a casual interview. It's not like Gene Smith has sat down to make a statement after this game and he wants to tell you how it is. This is him being approached by a reporter before a game saying, Is is Chris Holtman still the guy? Uh
4: Gene said, I'm confident in what Chris is doing. Chris is our coach of the future. He's doing an outstanding job. Mm. No, he's not. Outstanding is not the word. No, that's not, that's not a good choice. These are young guys. Gene, are you watching? <sighs> I really look forward to seeing them continuing to grow and get better. There's a lot of games left. We've just got to keep getting better. A lot of games no, left. You've got to start is- getting better because you're not, you're not going to keep getting better because you're worse. You're getting right, right. worse.
3: You're that's like saying we gotta keep going uphill as the shopping cart is on fire rolling down the hill and the cast of jackass is in it. Like that's it's not going uphill. It's headed towards disaster, and there's no off ramp right now. So tell me how this is heading we gotta head in the we gotta keep heading in the right direction. No, you gotta find a direction that's upward, not down like they're going right now.
4: We look we try and look at trends here. And try not to overreact, although we fail sometimes, because that's just the nature of our personalities. We're flawed. But you look at this team. You know, last year, Malachi comes in, right? Right. Has a nice season. Oh, Malachi, talented. Gone. waste, Wasted opportunity. No, but but he played well while he was here. No, No, no. He, yes, he did. I'm not saying he wasted the opportunity. I'm saying this team wasted an opportunity. Right. With who I believe to be a world-class talent. This is the same story. Bryce Sensabaugh is going.
3: Oh, and I'll tell you right now, I love Malachi Branham as a player. Sensabaugh is a bigger future in the NBA than Malachi. I'm I'm not saying that to be mean or anything else. I'm telling you, Sensabaugh has an NBA game That scouts drool over. Defensively, no. Offensively, yes, this is a guy who can put up 40 in the NBA. He'll get to that level. I believe he's got that type of talent. But we always shrug shrug our shoulders and say,
4: well, what are you going to do? One and done. And yes, that is frustrating. You would like your best players to stick around for all four years and you win championships every single year. But it is a luxury to have a player like this. And to not take advantage of that is endlessly frustrating. Because... I know we've had this back-to-back years, but you don't know when the next first-round talent is going to walk through that door? No. Now, you got somebody here right now who is a difference maker in college basketball, and you have an 11-11 basketball team that sucks.
3: Yeah, it's 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 not a good place to be, man. It's frustrating because I don't understand how this team... Before the season, I was curious if this team would work out, right? Because there are a lot of freshmen coming in, but also you had a lot of transfers, and I just said, boy, it's a lot of... A lot of moving parts to get right all of a sudden out of nowhere, but let's see what happens. And then they started off the season playing much better than I expected them to. And I feel like this is what happens with the Holtman rosters a lot. Maybe this isn't totally fair to him, but I feel like a lot of times I look at these rosters, you look at these rosters and then people look at the rosters who are basketball fans and say, eh, they could be decent, maybe middle of the big 10, maybe. And then they come out early in the season and look like they're way better than we thought. And then that ratchets up expectations before they really get into the big 10 season. I know they played a couple games in December, then January hits. And more often than not, disappointment follows because they're, they weren't as good as that early record indicated. They did win a lot of games against some fluff or play tough against some bad teams that we thought were good. And we overvalue them. And so then when they regress back to, like middle of the pack territory, now all of a sudden they're not just getting back to what they were. They're going so far downhill and everybody's panicking. And Is this the whole man? Should he get fired? And And then it snowballs into this mental thing. I'm convinced that game last night, Nebraska, Minnesota, for sure those three, maybe others, that's mental. It's not that these guys on this roster, the veterans, the freshmen, can't play basketball. Do you think it is? You think they don't know how to play the game? They're too talented to not know how to play the game. It's mental, and I think the coaching staff is in the fetal position next to them going, I don't know what to do either, guys. Let's just suck our thumbs. We have no idea. We don't know what to do. So this is mental now is where I'm at.
4: I'll tell you what, though. Next year is going to be the same, and I'll tell you why. Signing day is not really a thing anymore unless you're Deion Sanders. Details next. I'll tell you, it's Friday, buddy. We haven't done this in a while. Usually we save it for uh, the summertime because the entire office is gone and friday is like is it even a work day right around here but i think the booze cart needs to come out today <laughs> bring it i let's got go. some stuff in the mini fridge over there you want to crack it open? let's crack it open let's, let's do it. go yeah. Le- 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 leanne is already drunk good come on common man and t-bone on the
7: fan fan traffic from the meister's bar and pizza traffic
5: center God, I wish. Watch out for an accident on the north side of I-71 at Morse Road. This accident is causing some slowdowns. Please be careful in that area. You'll also find some heavy traffic on Riverside Drive, eastbound between Route 161 and France Road. This traffic report is sponsored by Lowe's. As a Lowe's MVP rewards member, earn bonus points. When you shop, select products and brands, redeem for e-gift cards and more. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees. After applicable discounts, any subject to program terms, while supplies, last points expired, end the calendar year, visit Lowe's.com slash MVP's bonus points for details. I'm Leanna
1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: Happy to be wrong, which is good. Because they're always wrong. This is Man and Bone. Tool of the Week.
4: It's coming up at 5.34. Send in your Twitter tools now, at Man and Bone 971 your chance to win fabulous
3: prizes. Hey, Bone. Hey, man. You think Chris Holtman has a problem with hard water? <laughs> that I don't know, Mike, but I know this. I don't have a problem with hard water because I have Connecticut in my house. We have the K5 Drinking Water Station, which I love. I rave about the K5 Drinking Water Station because it makes all the drinking water taste great. Now, I'm not going to tell you that any of my weight loss is related to drinking Kinetico water, who can say? Sounds like you, you are going to no. tell us. But what I will tell you is it's a lot easier to drink water when it doesn't suck. And water, being me trying to get healthy, I drink a lot more water now. It just so happens I have Kinetico in my house, and the water tastes great. So that's not a hindrance does, for me uh, drinking water. Does crystal light come right out of your no. faucet No, there's now? no crystal light in there. It's water, baby. It's the best tasting water I've ever had. So, you draw your own conclusions. I'm not drawing them for you. I'm just telling you, love the K5 drinking water station in my house. ConnecticutColumbus.com. If you want to find out more about how to get that in your house and get the funk out of your water with Connecticut. But there's no Crystal Light. No, there's not.
4: I knew a girl named Crystal Chandelier.
3: (laughs) You know Crystal Gale? Who? Crystal Gale. I, I bet you Rimmer's heard of Crystal Gale. Well, I haven't. She was a singer back in the '70s. She had like really long hair. Ted, have you ever heard of Crystal Gale? Am I just making this name? No, up? absolutely. Everybody
2: knows Crystal okay, Gale. Thank God. Come on, I just thought
3: so. I thought I, I don't. Yeah, she had the long hair, very hair, long hair, yeah. very long hair. Ted has no idea.
2: No, I do. Yeah, she was kind of like a, uh, I don't, kind of sort of country, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Give, me, give me a song.
3: Uh, Amazing Grace. I'm pretty sure Ama- she's probably done that once or twice. Amazing grace. Yeah, I'm saying she probably sang that song once or twice. That's a pretty. Didn't everybody? St- yeah. Well, okay. I don't know her history. I'm just saying. All right, well, I'm just You're saying. People- I'm just saying. Here you go. Are Loretta Lynn and Crystal Gale full sisters? I didn't even know they were related, but apparently somehow they are. So who knows?
4: Okay. Thank you.
3: Oh, by the way, I just want to point out I'm getting a phone call from the Columbus crew right now, probably to see if I want to buy tickets answer it no i'm on the jackasses i'm on the radio don't call me they don't know who you are you're right and they won't but that tone is like well they should they should they should know they should know yeah they should know i'm like your biggest supporter on the station that's all i'm saying i bring up the crew all the time what are we doing call me at six well call me now Come on! I get that way sometimes, and it's not because I don't get that way ever, except for with this stupid black and gold soccer team over there. That should know better. It's not. It's not
4: a case of you should know who I am because I'm radio guy. It's you should know who I am because I've been coming to you for fifteen years.
3: No, that's that's what I. Yes, to be clear, in my account, I have had so many times where they have called me and been like, "Hello, we saw you attended a game last year. Would you have you ever heard of season tickets?" And it's like. Had them for many years. Yes. I have bought like tickets from you a dozen different ways, but they get new account reps all the time. They don't know what's going on. So yes, I don't expect them to know that I'm on the radio, although maybe put a note in this guy's on the radio. They might want to know that, but yeah, no, like the, the my doctor does that. My doctor's a very
4: nice person. Yeah. I, I've known her for years. She knows exactly
3: what I do. Right. And she's always like,
4: can you make an appointment at four?
3: no no i'm c- on the I radio <laughs> right that's not acceptable i can't make that happen Can you put a little note in your file like even if it's just not available after 12 right like because you get here before 12 you have to be here till 6 they're probably closed after 6 but listeners do it too or it's like hey common man listen every single day would we'll time me on 10 yes <laughs> i heard you this morning 10. say that it's like you did 10 did you, hear my, did you hear my doppelganger, Bo Bishop, saying that? Mm-hmm. Because we're just alike. We look so much alike.
4: Uh, let me tell you why it'll be the same story with Ohio State next season. So the narrative is right now, well, this team can't win because they're too young. But once they get some more experience, well, then that's going to make all the difference. That's BS if you watch this team for more than five minutes because you realize the transfer portal guys, the veterans on this team, they're the ones not getting it done. The true freshmen, with the exception of Bryce Sensball, who's the best player on the team, the only offensive threat on the team, really, are not getting the type of minutes they probably should with the veterans not performing. But see, next season, this narrative already is popping up. 2023 class, Bone. Yeah. Ranked 6 nationally. Oh, well, there you go. Now, this class here that we had coming in 2022, number 8 nationally. Next year's class, 4-person class, number 6. That's good. So next year, when we're in this same position... (laughs) Right. All right, and things are not working out for whatever reason. It's going to be the same line.
7: Well, they
3: they had four freshmen come in this year. They lost. You know, I get. Here's the best part of what you just said, because I and I'm bringing up Jeff Goodman. He's just one of the guys. There's lots of people who do but this. He's an idiot, right? But they will say preseason next year when they're like, well, Ohio State has a chance to be really good. Now, they have to replace all that senior leadership they lost after all these guys transferred out. They lost guys like Justin Sewing. He was a veteran, played a lot of basketball, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're going to bring up that there's all these veterans that left and now there's all these young guys when this year it's, all oh, the young guys aren't ready yet. Wait till they get ready, which I agree the young guys need time to get better at college basketball. That's why you had all these seniors and all these transfers that you hoped would help with that. But just wait till next year and and you're going to lose your mind if you're listening now and you remember this conversation when we get to October and someone says, oh, Buckeye's lost a lot of senior leadership. It's going to be tough to replace that so quickly. It'll be the same damn thing even though this year they're telling us, you Buckeye fans, you're irrational for thinking they could be this good without any veterans on the team. Also, remember this because I was told this a couple weeks
4: ago when they were crapping themselves in January. And I brought up how this team is not good in January. And people say, that's a myth. That's a Chris Holtman myth. Bone, how many years has Chris Holtman been on the job at Ohio State? Uh, six. How many years has he crapped his pants completely the first month of Big Ten play? That would be January. I believe it's three. three. So six. All right. So half of the time, and we're not talking about, wow, you finished 500 in January. We're talking about crap
3: no, I in the month of January. The number that was last week, I think it was, was it the Buckeyes were like, the last two Januarys where they've done this, it was a combined total of like five and thirteen or something like that. Okay, okay. Oh, so it's not 500, that's not five hundred. That's two fifty or less. We're talking but now. That also just happens to coincide with the start of Big Ten play, right? This, yes, this is
4: an issue.
3: Yeah, and then when you factor in the other Januarys where it hasn't gone so badly, they are like the opposite. They're they're like eleven and seven or something. So it it does come out to about five hundred. In the first month of Big Ten play, I'm sorry, even if that's your average when you total it all together, it's not good enough. Going 500 the first month of Big Ten play is not like, oh, yeah, that's an elite basketball program. That's an elite head coach. That's a guy who struggles to get his team up to the level of the conference. And then maybe in February they round into it and they got enough wins on the resume from December that they can make the tourney. And then what do they do there? Because the knock then, remember, has been on Holtman. Oh, yeah, can't get past the first weekend. And everybody says, well, hey, come on, that's not fair. You can't judge a guy on that even though he really hasn't done well, it. What, first of all, what can you judge I know, on? you can't judge him on that. Can't judge him on the roster because that's all freshmen except for all the seniors he convinced to come in for the transfer portal. You can't judge him on his Januaries, which three of the six have sucked. Like, not even half-ass sucked, full-on awful. So what are we allowed to judge the guy that just got from Gene Smith, Mr. He's Doing Outstanding. What are we supposed to judge him on? The guy who just got a big extension last year from Gino, Are we allowed to judge him on anything? See, see no one wants to give you any
4: answer on that. You know, I had this discussion with somebody when Bobby Hall died off the air. It's like, wow, well, do you really think it's necessary the day he dies to bring up the fact that he was probably a Nazi and beat his <coughs> wife? Oh, yeah, horrible. Well, okay. Give me a date. June? You want to pick yeah, a day in June? Yeah, tell me,
3: when are we allowed to
4: talk we'll about have, that. We'll, right. if that? Just give me a day, and I'll observe that day. June 3rd, we'll have Bobby Hall's a Nazi day. I'll skip it today. <laughs> but you give me a day. You tell me what criteria I should be judging Chris Holtman on, and I'll stick to that. Sure. But I just want some hard and fast rules. What is it? Is it just regular season? Is it non-conference? Is it recruiting classes? Is it NCAA tournament? Is it actually getting better as the season progresses? Big 10 tournament? You tell me. Yeah, because I'll tell you right now, we got a head coach here that's never won a conference tournament, never won a regular season championship, has never gotten to the second weekend in the NCAA tournament, and this team gets worse as the season goes. So you tell me
3: what is an appropriate judge? And I got we got we have to take a break. I have a thought on that because I think then what happens is everyone changes this narrative again when you start bringing up the actual results. There's this thing that all the national guys do that drives me insane. Drives me absolutely crazy. And we can talk about next. With right, whatever else you want to talk about. Deion Sanders, too. I didn't do that. All right. We'll Give me maybe
4: a, do that next time. Whatever. Know. Who cares? Common Man and T-Bone I'm the fan. Fan traffic.
7: From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
5: Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of the north side of I-71 at Morse Road. All lanes have reopened in that area. Now watching an accident on East Cook Road at I-71, it is causing some slowdowns. And you'll also find an accident on Route 317 at Hendron Road. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance is for uncompromisers. With savings up, up to 25%, you can stop compromising and keep driving. Get a free quote today. Savings vary. Term supply, Safe Auto Group Agency Incorporated. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic.
2: Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. Back to Man and Bone. Hey,
4: Bone. Hey, man. How about going to a Jackets game for under 100 bucks? Under $100? Under $100. We can make it happen. Introducing... The $97.10 fan ticket package. Get two lower bowl tickets or four upper bowl tickets for only $97.10. Reserve your tickets now to see the Jackets host the Devils on Tuesday, February 14th. Visit 971thefan.com for all the
3: details. Mm Hmm. Uh, Here's something that I wanted to bring up in the last segment before we get to Dion Sanders. We probably never will, but go ahead. This goes back to, we were talking about the Buckeyes being abysmal. Chris Holtman, a lot of criticism going towards him. National media guys are so out of touch when it comes to this Ohio State basketball team because they will say, among other things, oh, there's so many freshmen on the team. What do you expect? Except the freshmen aren't the problem. It's the upperclassmen, the transfers that have been brought in that have not panned out yet again under Holtman. But what then the Jeff Goodman types will do is they'll say, you Ohio State fans are so entitled. You're so entitled. You think you could just have the football team be the basketball team, huh? And you guys just going to roll into national championships? You think you guys could do better than Chris Holtman? Newsflash, you're not a basketball school. Tell me the basketball school that would see their conference record at 3-8 and eight to start the season That w- with an NBA player on the roster, by the way, at least one. And that that fan base of blue blood college basketball schools that would be like, "Ah, that's fine. This coach is probably just trying to figure it out. He's probably, it's all right. Isn't that how you become a basketball school is by having expectations for the basketball team. Am I, am I missing something Mike? Or is that how we get to have the expectations is when we want to be a basketball school, we want to be good at basketball and we look at Holtman and say, as good as he has done over the years to build up some consistency, this is a complete stop in January every other year, and it's frustrating. I just wish someone would tell me, and I talked about this last
4: second or segment, what the goal is. Tell me what it is. Jeff Goodman, what's the goal for a program like Ohio State? Is it
3: make the Sweet 16? No, that's every year or just well, once in a while? Because if it's what's, once in a what's while... Once in a while? Because well, never done it. Once in so. a while, he would say, well, he hasn't done it yet. That's it once in a one, while. once every six years? Is that yeah, enough? Or? I could see him saying that. Or if you do say, well, we want to make it more than once in a while, then it's like, well, hang on there. You're, you're just the luck of the draw. It's crazy. He can how, still do that this year, about, they'll say. Like, "Be Baylor? Yeah, or, I, want to, I want to do that. Or Virginia.
4: Yeah, I think that's great. You know, I... 15 years ago, if you looked at Virginia and said, yes, they're going to be an envious basketball school, Mm -hmm. you just sort of roll your eyes and say, okay, not likely these other programs, they can take leaps. And it seems like we just get to a certain point and everybody wants to yell at us and say, be grateful for what you have. Why does the success or lack thereof or whatever of the football team, why does that have anything
3: to do with how the basketball coach is judged? I, I don't know. Explain that to well, me. Well, they, they think we're just looking at football and going, football good, basketball good too. What, what year is it? Well, <laughs> and why is that okay? Also, I don't know if Jeff Goodman remembers this or not. Obviously, he wasn't alive for it, I'm guessing. I certainly wasn't. Neither were you. But this Ohio State basketball program has a national championship to its name. It has multiple Final Fours to its name. No, it is not Duke or Kansas or Kentucky, I get that. But the idea that there's not enough basketball talent in the United States of America or the world that Ohio State can't say, yeah, we think we can get three or four guys a year. We think with the right coach and some good veterans, we should be able to make a run in the tourney every few years towards like a Sweet 16 or better. And we should be a competitive three or four best team in the Big Ten every year one-off year notwithstanding, we should typically do well and be building towards that when we get to the end of the season. What we have seen is that in January, every other year under the Holtman pretty much, it's not just, oh, they fall off a little bit. It's an, it's an abysmal season after January. It's a non-starter after January. So, yeah, I think that makes you a basketball school when you care about basketball. I, I, okay no i heard that dude this is something that actually i'm not joking uh, this changed my life a few years a few months ago i heard this because i was starting to run and i thought i'm not a runner though look at me i'm fat i'm overweight and someone said hey are you trying to run and i said yeah and they said well then you're a runner shut up about it go run and i'm like oh that's nice thank you that was nice encouragement i feel like that's how we should treat the basketball program are do we what, want? what a is good, lacking tell me do we want a good money? basketball team so if we want that, how does that not make us a basketball right. school? How does me, that not make us focused on basketball as well? Is the money lacking?
4: No. Are, the, are the facilities lacking? No, Right. The talent base, is that lacking? Right. Let me tell you something. You can get the best talent out of the state of Ohio and only the state of Ohio every single year. Yes. And you should be able to make Sweet 16. Absolutely. Okay. I'm not saying you instantly
3: become Duke. but no. What are we talking about here? Well, we, don't, we don't play in North Dakota. And in my analogy of the running thing, I'm a fat guy who doesn't even look like a runner and I'm calling myself a runner. This why I say basketball program looks like it has the potential to be a top 10 basketball program every single year, has all the makings of it, and you're saying you can't expect them to actually no, well, do I, that, right? I'm just right? saying certain programs that's, that's have ridiculous. actual
4: limitations. We can look at the Minnesota football team and say, well, they should be better, should be more consistent. All right, Fine. But the reality is, the high school football talent in the state of Minnesota is James Laurinaitis and a
3: moose. All right, They got a lot of heavy lifting to do. And they didn't get either, for what it's worth. They got neither of those guys. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) But even if you
4: just say, we are just recruiting the state of Ohio for basketball, you can fill out a roster that won't embarrass itself. That'll get to the second weekend of the tournament. That can make a deep run in the Big Ten tournament and give everybody else a run for their money in this conference. But we can't even do that. And don't tell me about next year four guys are coming in. First of all, the way college basketball, the way recruiting works in general, they're not here until they're here. Right. All right, I, I assume they're coming, but even if they do come, are they going to stick around? Are they going to stick around? What if one's really good? Like Bryce is good, then he's gone after a year. Maybe two other guys say, nah, it's not the place for me because they're not getting minutes. Then they get the hell out of here. And it's the same song and dance.
3: Yeah. It's almost like it is difficult to be good at college basketball. It's almost like Chris Holman. That's why Holman, these guys
4: get paid millions of dollars. It's almost like to Chris Holman
3: it. just got a big extension that said, we think you're good at coaching college basketball. And the season after that, one of the worst he's ever had.
4: I'm never going to get to this Deion Sanders story, and quite frankly, I don't care. All right, fine. Maybe Deion Sanders will do it next. You know what? Let's talk about billionaires next. (laughs) Oh, good. Because Leanna's in such a good mood today. I
3: need something. I need need something to yell about even more than I already have.
4: I don't think there's been a show where me, you, and Leanna have been in a worse mood than today. Collectively. I don't think so. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
5: Just lining them up against the wall Watch out for an accident on the north side of I-71 Northbound before I-70 This accident is causing slowdowns in that area Please be very careful And an accident on Route 317 at Hendron Road This crash is also causing some delays Please use caution as well This traffic report is sponsored by the Tile Shop The Tile Shop is your destination for ceramic, porcelain And natural stone tile and luxury vinyl tile Explore a wide range, unique looks and exclusive designs For every style and any project With inventory available today Visit the Columbus Tile Shop showroom to start loving the home you're in Tell me an array with fan traffic
2: Your undisputed leader in talking about nothing. This is Man and Bone.
4: Happy Friday, tool of the week. Is coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now. At Man and Bone971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. All right, Deion Sanders.
3: Finally. I'm do- I'm done talking Good about Buckeye God. Basketball and the Holt Man. Oh and- my God. God, get to this Deion Sanders story. It's so good. It's not
4: not even good. It's the
3: best story you've ever done on this show. What I wanted to say
4: about Deion Sanders is, you know, signing day is pretty meaningless. It was two days ago, February 1st, was uh, signing day. But Deion Sanders has made it memorable for Colorado because he's newly on the job.
6: Mm -hmm.
3: Since he's been there, when did he officially take that job? Uh, Was that like a month ago? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if it was... But I think it was before Christmas, but yeah, it was right. kind of thought he was going to get a bigger job and he went to Colorado say, fairly quickly. Let's say six weeks. Okay.
4: Okay. He has recruited to Colorado, a team that you can make a case has been the worst power five school in the country mm. recently. Yeah. Two five-star guys, uh, number 23 class in the country, which, you know. If Ohio State finished the 2023 recruiting class with the number 23 class in the country, we'd have pitchforks in the street. But the fact that Deion Sanders has gotten that class up to number 23 in six weeks is quite an achievement. For spring ball, Colorado is going to have 35 new faces in that locker room for spring ball. 35. He has completely turned that roster over. We'll see if, if it's successful and if he wins games. But he hasn't wasted any time filling
3: that locker room with people. Well, I know people, there have been some who are critical and saying, hey, hold on a second. This is college football. What does Deion Sanders think he's doing? Uh, answer, he's playing the game you set up. Right. They've they've paid you, him to every, make the team better and reshape the right, roster. But I'm saying, like, sometimes this happens. Like, we saw, what, who was the kid from Florida? Was it uh, Jaden Rashada? Was that the guy's yes. name, I think, yeah. that got the offer apparently of 13 million dollars in name image and likeness and then when he said oh great 13 million care that's fantastic i'll sign that and then it turned out well they didn't really have that or it wasn't exactly what he thought it was or anyway there was some breakdown in communication between what he believed he would be getting and what the school could actually do and so then he decommitted and now he's at arizona state people blamed him and go wow look at that guy greedy crazy wanting 13 million dollars is he Or is he participating in the game that's been set up and just trying to play it? I I don't ever blame people when the game is broken. And I don't mean the game of college football. I mean the game of finding a coach who comes in and immediately provides results to your boosters. A, A player who gets the money however the money gets there and suddenly is great. That's the system that's been put in place. Like it or lump it, it's the system that exists. So Deion Sanders is looking at this and yeah, you know what? It would have been cool if he had stayed at Jackson state and built that program up. That would be awesome. Can't do it. You can build it a little bit. There's no way you can get Jackson state up to the level that Colorado wants to be to, and you can build Colorado to a degree. Not going to be able to get to the level that Ohio state, Penn state, Michigan, those schools can reach. It's just not, it's not possible. So I don't blame Deion Sanders for coming in and saying, all right, here's 35 new players. Yeah, it sucks. Some of you are going to have to go. We're going to tell you to get that's out. That's the first thing he said to the team. I remember well, he this. walked yes. in. He's like, "Well, a lot of you don't like it, then you can hit the door." But people act like that is out of bounds. But Nick Saban having gray shirts out the Wazoo like he did for so many years. And not just I'm just saying Nick was one of many. Ryan Day did it or not Ryan Day. Urban did it. Ohio State did it too. Sure. Absolutely. My point is that's the game. Have guys who you wanted to come in but say, ah, could you hold off one more year so that you fit in our class better? Because then we could really use you. And you're in school, but you're not actually on scholarship. And all these little shady things that were going on for decades. That stuff is the game. Dion's just walked in and said, I'll play. I'll play it even harder than you played it. I'm a competitor. And he's going to go for it. So I don't know if this will work, but 35 new guys, he's trying to play the game. It's a multi-million dollar business. It's a billion dollar
4: business at the top. And for these schools, it's big money. Even for a school like Colorado, in the Pac-12, where they're not making as much money as they should. Pac-12 wants to make their brand valuable again. Colorado wants to make their brand valuable again. When you get these executives that come in, right, and they're tasked with, hey, go fix Bed
3: Bath and Beyond, right? You know, well, here, they, here's, they open up a bunch of new stores and hire a well, bunch no, of people. No, I'm just saying no. here, here's five Nine, million ten, dollars, and they
4: don't. You're the only one that can possibly pull us out of this hole. You think they go in and just sort of ease in like it's a warm bath? They cut no, and they, slice and they dice. they know exactly what the hell they're doing. And, and a lot of times it's not pretty and it's brutal, but guess what? That's the game. We have decided that's what we want college football to be. So to
3: your point, don't be surprised when people come in and play the game. Not you and me, not necessarily any of you listening. This is This is the system that has been rewarded by the masses of college football and the power brokers of college football. If the power brokers wanted to fix it, they could. The NCAA wanted to fix it. They could. They don't. They don't want to play the game. They don't, they don't want this game to fully end, I guess is what I mean. And I don't mean college football as a game. I mean millions of dollars flowing into the pockets of athletic departments and coaches. They don't want that to end. That's good for schools. They like that. So they like this weird arrangement that's kind of there. It's causing some hiccups now, Right. You see coaches that come in and shake things up. You see name image and likeness has changed things a bit, and it will continue to change things and it's still going to be rocky and bumpy for a lot of programs. But that will work itself out. If the NCAA wanted to do that, they could easily say, no coaches are allowed to be paid more than 500 grand, coaches have to coach or they have to teach a class at every school, uh players not allowed to sign more than 20 in a year, and uh oh by the way, the only benefit you can get is scholarships. They don't want to do that cuz that makes their game less lucrative. They know it. That's why they don't want to do it. And every dollar that we get from media rights
4: deals goes down to paying down the tuition,
3: paying for, down tuition, for and every school or every student at the school. And if we exhaust that and take care of that, then we start paying players extra money too. Sure. That, I'm like, we don't we don't work like that. That's not, they don't want to work like <laughs> they that. They don't want it. So don't blame Deion Sanders for saying this is what you want. I'm here to
4: deliver. All right, billionaires don't really like sports. You and I were having this conversation yesterday. We didn't get a chance to talk about it on yesterday's show because it was full of nonsense. But Major League Soccer franchise valuations have come out. And who's who's the number one team? LAFC. LAFC.
3: And what are they valued at? Uh, They are currently valued, according to Forbes, at $1 billion. See, Major League Soccer is astonishing to
4: me. And I'm not crapping on the game of soccer. I like soccer. I'm not a super fan, but I enjoy it. But I've always looked at this system that's put in place with Major League Soccer. It just it looks like a pyramid scheme to me. Most of these teams have never made a dime. Their money valuation just keeps going up. And you and I were talking before the show, is it because their team is valuable or is it perception or is it the fact that these, you know, municipalities and counties have given them free real estate? Now they have these you know, this piece of land in Los Angeles that's
3: worth something. Is that what we're judging these team values on? Well, I I am not, as much as I have followed this league, and I probably know more about it than many people who don't watch the sport. I am not like an expert in covering the league. But there's a guy that I follow on Twitter, Pablo Maurer, who writes uh, for The Athletic. Good follow if you like soccer. He retweeted this Forbes article, which I'll get to the valuations in a second. But he said this, this is his commentary. If anyone ever doubted that MLS clubs are a, by and large, real estate play, just look at these valuations as they continue to skyrocket. Who knows if they're even accurate, but most of these clubs lose money and are supposedly worth 10 times their revenue. So he's getting that not from his own speculation. Literally in this Forbes article, it says more than half the teams in this article lost money last year. And their valuations are far exceeding 10 or 12 times the revenue they brought in. So that is a little bit odd to swallow. But here here are the numbers for LAFC. Los Angeles Football Club, number one in valuations for Major League Soccer, $1 billion. Revenue for last year was $116 million. Their operating income is $8 million. Which, I'm not sure if this is accurate what I'm telling you, but from what I understand... That's essentially revenues of how, how much money they brought in total, and then they have to operate, and off of the operations, after that, they have $8 million of income. So they're barely breaking even a little ahead with a billion-dollar valuation, $116 million in revenue last year. Number two, LA Galaxy. Ni- they are valued at $925 million, $98 million in revenue, operating income, $4 million. Number 3, 850 million, that's Atlanta United, 81 million in revenue, 6 million in operating income. Does that sound like these are uh, that's Atlanta should be a almost billion dollar company because they make a 81 million dollars last year but they had operating income of 6 million. That no,
4: doesn't seem right to you me. You know, you can say, well, major league baseball teams lose money too. It's like, yes, they they do, some of them. Uh some of them make a large amount of money. Yeah, large. they do. And there's revenue sharing where those teams that make large amounts of money have to distribute some of that money back to other clubs. But with Major League Baseball, even at a in a time like now, where certainly they're not at the peak of their popularity, it's a proven commodity that has always been able to command billions of dollars in media rights and will continue. Right, yeah. Even as ratings go down, they have still been able to charge more for their media rights every single time, every cycle that, that comes around. Because Major League Baseball is a proven commodity with advertisers and by the amount of sheer games they have to put on TV and radio. Major League Soccer has never really made any money on TV They're on an experimental TV contract now with Apple that may turn out to be great, may turn out to be a complete disaster. None of these teams have any rich history to speak of when it comes to cashing checks. And yet these valuations continue, not just to go up, but skyrocket. And I don't know what it's based on.
3: Well, New York City FC is interesting. I'll give you this as the last one. By the way, the crew are rated uh, like 15th, I think, in this. They're valued at, sorry, yeah, they're 15th, $550 million what the crew are valued at. The number four team on this list, I told you the top three, number four is New York City FC, $800 million, revenues of $55 million, operating income, $12 So they lost money. That's top four. The fourth team lost money. Half these teams lost money last year. And New York City FC technically plays a Yankee Stadium. Now they are working on building a new stadium. They don't even have the big land grab quite yet. And yet they're still saying this is worth $800 million. Doesn't add up to me.
4: Look, I'm not I'm not saying that if these teams were put on the market that LAFC wouldn't sell for a billion dollars. I don't maybe, know. Maybe they would. Maybe it would. I just, I don't know what we're basing any of this off of.
3: It probably is land and other assets. I don't honestly know because it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Coming up, Phil Castellini, speaking of money, hmm.
4: makes money for doing nothing. But he'll tell you he doesn't have any money. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
5: Rich people don't do anything. Watch out for an accident on the north side of I-71, northbound before I-70. It is still causing problems in that area. You will also find a crash on Route 317 at Hendron Road. Still working to get this one clear. It is in the clearing stages, but traffic is still slow. This traffic report is sponsored by Musenex Fastmax. When you're sick, you need relief that works. Musenex Fast Max Cold and Flu All-in-One relieves up to nine symptoms in just one powerful dose. With Musenex All-in-One and done, it's not cold and flu season, it's comeback season. Use as directed. Only an array with fan traffic.
2: come for the obesity stay for the anger this is common man and t-bone hey check out the podcast
4: common man and t-bone podcast brought to you by our friends care heating and cooling it's wherever you get your podcast just search common man and t-bone every show comes right to your device free of charge teddy puts extras in there what's are you doing a flashback this weekend teddy Yeah, I put one in there for every Sunday, and don't ask me what it is. Because you don't remember. I can't remember. But we'll have something (laughs) exclusive to the podcast for you. So subscribe and leave us a nice review. If you're uh, out and about, I want you to pull over to the side of the road, okay? And just think about the plight of Red Zoner Phil Castellini,
3: okay? I I almost had a pro bowler moment where I thought you said Red Zoner like he was someone in the red zone or who was on reds, nfl red zone cincinnati
4: reds owner
3: <laughs> phil, yes, castellini. I know who phil castellini is i just had to catch it for a second so a couple
4: weeks ago phil you know who constantly puts his foot in his mouth was talking to a supporters group and said that you know running a baseball team like the reds is like running a nonprofit. you know i don't making any money as a matter of fact the whole way this game is set up is broken you got the Red Sox out there making seventeen million dollars a year in advertising, and the lowly Reds just made five million well, in advertising. How will they, how will they last survive? Year. Well, first of all, I don't believe that you're doing it wrong. Yes, I understand that the Reds in the the metro area of Cincinnati's like not like the Boston Red Sox. Few are, but you're still playing and pulling money from a lot of areas around the that. Is, whether
3: it's Louisville or Indianapolis or Dayton are or you, Columbus. Are you suggesting that if one likes the Cincinnati Reds, they may not be based solely in Cincinnati, and thus they may not just be advertised to well, in the bounds of Cincinnati? Well, what That's I, what shocking, I am Mike. saying is, and look, I, I'm not in their finances, but I am
4: telling you that this dumb radio show, you and me talking about nonsense... 3 hours a day, every single day in Columbus, Ohio makes more than 5 million dollars in advertising revenue per year. Oh yeah. This show alone. Not to mention the radio station. Not not the hosts, just to be clear. I didn't say we did. <laughs> I just want to clarify. I'm talking about we advertising bring in revenue.
3: revenue to your point. Yes, radio stations bring in that type of revenue. So if
4: you're telling me a major league baseball team's only pulling in 5 million dollars a year for all of their advertising, if that's true, then they're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. But good news, Phil just made some money doing nothing. Cause I just read they'd signed a deal with Kroger. Kroger is going to have a little patch on the Reds jersey this year. Reds did nothing except sell a little patch and that pays them $5 million a year. So congratulations,
3: Phil. You just doubled your money for nothing. Right. It's almost like maybe he's not to be believed when he opens his fat mouth. Now, I don't, I mean, again, But wouldn't he learn to stop opening his fat mouth? No, but here's what we can do as people who will hear his fat mouth when it opens. We can go, you're lying, and then turn away. I mean, not turn away. We should highlight what he's saying and say, look, look, another lie. But I'm just pointing out that when this guy opens his mouth, how in the world has he earned your trust? How would anyone believe what this guy says? What are you going to do, Reds fans? We're going to not believe you. I'm not a Reds fan, but I'm just saying, people in general... Should not listen to you. So, when you see a little Kroger logo on the Reds jersey this year,
4: just know that's $5 million in Phil's pocket, which I'm sure he's putting right back into the product.
3: It's going right back to the team. Because it's a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. They call that a wraparound, Mike, where it's going to wrap around yeah. back to the team, get right in there.
4: Phil likes to give himself a reach around. That no, wrap I around.
3: Know. I said wrap around. It's a, it's a technical term, wrap around. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
4: Uh, 247sports.com has ranked the best-looking college football uniforms. Okay. Would you like the top 10? Let's go. Now, again, these are just DeBron- jabronis on 24-7. Number 10, they say Alabama. Now, you know me. I like the classic looks. You may see Alabama and say, that's boring. I like Alabama.
3: I, I respect them for staying true to their classics. Their helmets, to me, I've said this for years, look like an 84 Buick Riviera. But that's fine. Number 9, Georgia um yeah i don't have a problem with george's uniforms no, they're, they're clean no, they're and nice i nice. like them i, I like, like the, the colors yeah i
4: like the colors remember when i was a kid i'd look at george's helmet and
3: say well they just ripped off the green bay packers a different color didn't they mm. yeah,
6: Which,
3: yeah a little bit it is, this, it is the same well but that's yes them and like every high school team that has g in yes, their name of course right,
4: yes uh, they have oregon at eight you know my thought on oregon i hate oregon
3: you love oregon well, you love the flash no i'll say this though to to your side of the argument Which uniform do you speak of? Like, if you're just saying whatever they do is great, well, how? It can't, you can't tell me week to week to week, every uniform is just a banger. It's awesome. They all look great. There are some that I think look really cool. I am partial when they do like the silvery kind of look when they've done that or when they go. They like, they like the chrome. Yeah. I like, I like some of that stuff. But again, one week it's that, the next week they're all like the green color, the next week they're all highlighter yellow. I don't know how you could say, yes, this is, that uniform is just out and out better than all these others
4: because it's inconsistent. These people like the variation. Fine. Number seven, TCU
3: Horny Frogs. They too are a little over the top. Yeah, their their uniforms got pretty wild this year. You know what? More purple in the uniform category for college football. Like not, I don't think it's a bad thing. I do like purple. I I think Notre
4: Dame is number six. I like Notre Dame. They're sure. classic. Penn State is five. Classic. Uh, Texas is four. You know my thoughts on whites. The all white right? uniforms. When yeah. Texas wears. I don't, I don't. The burnt orange at home. Fine. I don't care. Texas is road uniform with the white helmets and the white shirt and pants and shoes. That is a good looking kit. It's great. I agree with you on that. Uh, Texas is four. LSU is three.
3: Yeah, LSU again. I like the purple. I am a fan of purple. Now, purple and yellow is not my favorite combo, but sure, I get I get the LSU uniforms being very well liked. I'm surprised they're this high. Did you look at this list ahead of time? Do you know? No, I did not. One? I wanted to. So, who do you think number two is? <sighs> I mean, I'm going to guess it's something stupid like Michigan. It is Michigan. Yeah. That's right. They have Michigan the number two
4: uniforms in the world, and they have Ohio State number one on here. Well, that's right. I mean, I'm biased, but
3: I love you know the classic Ohio State look. Ohio State currently is not number one. Who's number one? Ohio State from like 20 years ago when they had the silver on the on the sleeves like they're supposed to. I'm saying the white and red uniform only. I need the silver on there too. I don't I mind. I don't mind the black on the sleeves. Well, there was black on those sleeves and gray. I just need all of the colors of the uniform to be there. But, yes, given that we're never getting that back apparently, other than for special occasions when they play in a national championship game or something, yeah, I, I love the Ohio State uniforms. They are, to me, number one even as is, but they could be even better. Now, I'm not talking about alternates. I'm no. talking about classic no. Ohio State uniforms. Well, that's why you don't need to go to the alternates because you have the number one uniform as is. I... I agree with you. You don't have to change. And so do they.
4: They say it's the classic look, and I agree with them. What time is it? It's game time. No, it's not. Oh. No. Drinking or, time. 4.34? Drinking time. Uh, I think CBS has some buyer's remorse on Tony Romo. We'll talk about that next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
7: From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
5: Good afternoon. It looks like 670 at Grandview Avenue is a bit of a mess right now. You'll find a crash on 670 eastbound between Grandview Avenue and U.S. 33. Plan on some slowdowns and a secondary accident on westbound 670 between U.S. 33 and Grandview Avenue. Please be careful. Might want to avoid this if possible. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lessett. New year, new projects, tomorrow's infrastructure is in the skilled hands of the Ohio Laborers. From roads and bridges to buildings and solar farms, the Ohio Laborers do it all. Build Ohio right, build it union. I'm the NRA with fan traffic.
0: Highly medicated,
2: barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone.
4: It is Tool of the Week Friday. Send in your Twitter tools now. At Man and Bone 971 your chance to win fabulous prizes. Uh, interesting move here. Tommy Reese, who is Notre Dame's offensive coordinator, he is Mr. Notre Dame. You know, he went there, played there, all that is leaving to be the offensive coordinator at Alabama. So Nick Saban has poached him away. Uh, Notre Dame fans will panic about this, as they kind of should, because, you know, look, you understand that sometimes your guy's going to leave to be a head coach. That happens. yeah. But, I mean, he's at his alma mater. He's not a quarterback coach. He's not co-offensive coordinator. He is the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. And he is left to be the offensive coordinator at Alabama Marcus Freeman uh, has some questions to
3: answer like who the hell is going to take over for Tommy Reese it's a little late in the game too yeah it very much is here's what I would say to that though as to why would he leave and do this to take the Alabama job when he's an alma mater guy and he, he... Presumably, loves well, Notre Dame. I'm
4: not saying that. I'm not no, saying no.
3: that he shouldn't have left. But I'm Notre saying Dame people will. If Notre Dame people are like, "Oh gosh, does our job not have as much cachet for someone who wants to go be the best head coach?" No, it, it clearly doesn't. You know that. You know there are jobs bigger than Notre Dame. No one should be shocked by that news. What I would say is, if I'm Tommy Reese and I'm saying. I right now want to be the best I can as an offensive coordinator. There's only a few jobs in college football. A lot of you do that. The other thing is if you take a head coaching job, you then put yourself at risk that you never get the head coaching job you want. Don't you think it would make sense for him? Goes to Alabama, say successfully can hang out there as long as Saban wants him to hang out there, which is probably as long as he wants to, if he's good. And then let's say in a couple years, if Marcus Freeman isn't getting the job done, as much as I would hate to see that happen to a former Buckeye, if that's the case, who do you think they're going to be calling? Don't you think they're going to call? Former coach who was here, who's now, if uh, again, in the storybook way this would go, he's running a great offense at Alabama with Heisman Trophy winners and all that stuff. I could see in his mind, he says, if I go to Bama and I'm successful, I can ride that out until the job comes open at my alma mater, and then I can become the head coach at Notre Dame. So I'm, I'm saying, while it could look like on the surface, uh-oh, Notre Dame, you're getting a guy leaving on a lateral move. I do get that. That is concerning. Unless in his head he's thinking, yeah, this is my pathway to just hang out until a job comes open and I can go back and coach. Be, I would assume he'd be in the running, is my point. And then maybe the Marcus Freeman can come here and coach defense. Oh my God, please. I'm not trying to <laughs> do that now. I'm, I mean, I am I know Marcus wants that to work. And I, I don't I'm want to, it to work. I know. I, don't care. I I like Marcus Freeman. He seems like a nice dude. Despite, you know, some of the I didn't want to be at Ohio State. I was a Notre Dame guy. All no, that whatever. revisionist history. I I'll, get it. You
4: forgive that very
3: quickly. Me too. Come I'm here. just I'm saying I don't necessarily want to see the guy get fired. I hope he's successful from a former Buckeye standpoint, but my god, would I love to have him coaching this defense. Yes.
4: Uh Tony Romo is on a 10-year deal worth 180 million dollars to broadcast games for CBS. And a few years ago, he was the bell of the ball. CBS said, we can't afford to lose him. Here's all this money. New York Post is reporting that CBS conducted an intervention with Tony Romo during the season with the goal of trying to improve Romo's performance. Now, CBS disputes the terminology. They say, CBS says, to call this an intervention is a complete mischaracterization. We meet regularly with our on-air talent uh okay. they say okay. they reviewed tapes with romo went to dinner and discussed the broadcast in an attempt to return him to the form that made him a media sensation the first three years on the air is that an on the record quote from cbs or is that an off the record quote uh no that was that was not from cbs that was from andrew marchand from the post
3: No, no no to characterize i'm saying the to characterize it as a mischaracterization sorry yes yes the interventions. the wrong word yes that's on the record that's from cbs from cbs okay here's how you know what went down if none of that's true cbs goes that's ridiculous no tony romo's awesome we don't have to meet with him he's great what are you talking about this is a dumb story they didn't say that they would put in fact they don't even give a quote to the post they put out their own press release saying that's all ridiculous we love tony romo Our ratings show how great you love Tony Romo, too. He's great. We don't have any problems with Tony Romo. In fact, 10 more years. Here you go, buddy. Like They're not saying anything close to that. They're saying, well, we met with him and had dinner and went over the tape. You think they do that with Jim Nance often? No, they don't do that with Jim Nance. Other than to say, hey, Jim, that was great. How much money do you want to stay here? That's all they do with him. I will say something has happened with Tony
4: Romo, specifically this year, but the last couple of years, because I was I was a fan. You know, I Yes, you, I understand. You, you, you'd come on here and, and rip on him. I would. But I stuck up for Tony Romo. I thought he was insightful and entertaining. but
3: Oh, he was at the time. I didn't deny that. I just wondered, when you get away from the game and everyone realizes you're just going to tell all their secrets on the air, how's it's, it's that going to work? It's
4: not just about that. It's not just about telling secrets on the air. he The last couple of years, he's just struck me as annoying.
3: Well... Does he have as much of the insight he used to have? It's like watching a game with a 10-year-old. Again, does he have the, the knowledge base that he had the first year when he was on the air? Does he sound like that guy anymore? No. Why not? Either. Now, I'm sure he can watch some film, but what he was relying on in his first year on the air was, I was in all these offensive meetings. I know what these defenses all do. I know their personnel pretty well, too. He could lean on that. And now then, he's so far removed from that. Yeah, there's been different coordinators that have changed. And does the NFL evolve every six months or so, if not even sooner than that? Yes, of course. Midway through the season, you think you got a thing figured out on a team or you think, you know, this offense, and then they change something and suddenly it all works again and everyone goes, oh, that coach is a genius. But they don't really know why he's a genius. They just know he's doing something different. Romo is supposed to bring us what the different is. And he's not doing that anymore because that was my concern to start. Tony Romo can't just be the guy who played this game and knows all the stuff from his time in the game. You now have to watch it from afar and break it down like a detective, and that's harder to do.
4: Now, with all that being said, I mean, they can think he needs to get better. Maybe he thinks he needs to get better. The reality is it doesn't matter. He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere, and CBS continues to fall ass-backwards into ratings. It's not like people are not watching the game because Tony Romo's annoying.
3: Yes, he, you, there's, the complaint here is we as fans are going, yeah, as I continually watch all four quarters of this game and every yes. game he does, I am annoyed by some of the ways he calls the game. That's really all it is. It, none I, mean, of I didn't are, turn the game off. No am turning, turning these games it. off. And by the way, you know, on the flip side of that, I don't mean to denigrate his position at all. A good color commentary, a good, you know, obviously the the play-by-play is important as well. Those being great together along with a great game, can be a really wonderful experience. But we all know, we. how much did that Eagles game, the Niners, the championship game, the NFC championship game had what, 40-some people? It was, what, 40 game, it, it was people, still over million? 40 million. Yeah. Okay, 40 million is a ridiculous number, and that was for a game where you had injured Brock Purdy having to go back in with a torn UCL or whatever, yeah. where he couldn't throw the ball, and people stuck with it. So I'm saying announcers do heighten the game. But if it's something people want to watch anyway, they'll put up with the bad announcer and go, well, yeah, but it's the AFC Championship. It's the NFC Championship. I got to watch.
4: Bo, and I'm told today by uh, ESPN, people who know these things, that today is Michael Jordan Day. What? Now, when I first turned on the TV, they were doing all this Michael Jordan stuff. I got scared. I thought he was dead. But he's right? not. Uh, he's alive. But today is 2-3-23. Okay. So it's 23 23- 23 so espn's been running highlights having discussions is he the greatest of all time what an original discussion that is top five lists of nba players whatever you know i love michael jordan okay yeah but i think we worship michael jordan enough i think he is properly rated
5: of course he is dan
4: orlovsky probably has him outside his top five (laughs) but whatever that's him we need to celebrate another 23 today. Who's that? Because today's 23 day. It's not Michael Jordan day. It's 23-23. There is another Chicago athlete who wore number 23. And it's not Ryan Sandberg either. What kind of a stupid name is that? Is your name
3: Ryan? No, it's Ryan. <laughs> Over the Rhine. Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, I'm not right. talking
4: about him. He can take his 23, crumple it up, put it sideways, or stick it straight up his candy ass. There
3: you go, The Just Rock. It's like
4: The Rock says. Right. Yeah. I'm talking about a guy who should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm talking about the greatest returner of all time, Devin Hester, number 23. It's Devin Hester Day. You is easy you're
6: beautiful.
3: Michael Jordan gets enough love. That is a, I got to tell you, that is a spicy hot take over there. That. Michael Jordan is not not even just not the most beloved twenty three. No,
4: I'm saying he's gets enough love. He's got a statue. Everybody talks about him as the greatest. College teams wear their his logo on their jerseys, mm-hmm. even though it's football. It's a different <laughs> sport. Yeah, you still wear the Jumpman logo. I'm just saying, let's give other 23s some love
3: today. Devin Hester, my guy. I know. I just i I mean, you're talking in the city of Chicago. 23 you need Devin hester to get more love 23 no, is a tough number i'm just saying it's a tough number it's a tough number when you say oh, i'm 23 too well too bad this is the only 23 anybody acknowledges what That's do we why? classify LeBron. lebron lebron's 23 lebron sometimes. changes number to six because he was like ah, i get it i don't, i probably can't compete with 23 and then he i think he went back and i forget where he is now is he back on six is he 23? No, it's 23 no he's 23 is he 23 okay yeah 23 and me. who else is 23 them 23 and me Tell so your DNA? I have my DNA. What? on twenty three and me. We all have our DNA. I just want to be clear. Well, I have, gave them my I DNA. I too possess DNA. I am a thing. Some some people have it. <laughs> some people don't.
4: All right, next. Next. Can, we, can we have some fun today? Yeah, I'd like to. I'm just saying, you know, you bring the whole show down. I bring it down. Yeah, I blame I Chris Holtman. I blame Leanna. I blame everybody.
3: I'm just, I'm down in the All dumps. Right. Let's have some All right. fun. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hold the show hostage. We're either going to have fun the next segment. Or we or do nothing. I'm going to read whatever's on my internet browser in front of me, which currently is the Sacramento Kings stats for 2022 All right. and 2023. Well,
4: then that's going to force us. To right. That's fun. what I'm saying. We either, either have to have fun something. or it's that. Can we go over by TV and practice on their new desk? We can practice whatever you
3: want on the new desk, buddy. We'll do it. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
7: From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
5: Good afternoon. Some delays to watch out for. a 670 eastbound between Grandview Avenue and U.S. 33. An accident still in that area. A secondary accident in westbound 670 between U.S. 33 and Grandview Avenue. Traffic is slow here as well. You are going to find those backups in westbound 670 between I-71 and Grandview, probably due to those accidents. Might want to avoid this if possible. This traffic report is sponsored by Lowe's. Save now on appliances and more at the Truckload Event at Lowe's. Get an additional 10% off all in-store clearance appliances and take home what you buy the same day. Shop the Truckload Event today. Exclusion supply while supplies last. Selection varies by Location, see Lowe's.com for details, dial 1528. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic.
2: Objects in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man and bone. Gonna take
4: this gasoline, burn the show down. Oh, burn the show down.
3: You know what, I've had enough of this show. I've had enough of it. Well, I said before we went to break that if we don't find something fun to do in this segment, I'm going to read whatever's on my internet browser when we went to break, which happened to be the Sacramento Kings season stats for this year which by the way surprisingly good Darren Fox averaging 24.3 points I don't care I don't
4: care. all right so I found something I'm glad Rick Fox is still playing (laughs) no Darren Fox and
3: he's screwing Elijah Dushku why did you make Elijah Dushku sound like a dude dude a dude Dushku where's your Elijah Dushku didn't they
4: didn't they have a relationship
3: probably Rick i don't fox know and the i don't keep coup. up
4: with the fox he said hey man i want to do it to you to <laughs> It's
3: so stupid my little red Doucheku. no okay little, little red <laughs> yeah right they here we go pill for that okay so here's the fun here's the fun story you think mila washed her kunis today <laughs> okay. Do you want me to go? Kevin horder is averaging a three-pointer every game. 1. Stop! Okay, oh, we're sorry. not doing this. All right. Uh, can Here's the fun story I found. An animal died. Great. Great. Here we go. Uh, Canadian groundhog, Fred La Marmotte. Huh? They, Marmotte. Canadians do Groundhog Day, too? Canadians have Groundhog Day. Oh, my in, God. And in Quebec, they have La Jour de Fred, which is, translates to Fred's Day. Uh, Fred's Day is where they bring out Fred, a nine year old marmot, in this little town in Canada, in uh, in Quebec, where they then hold him up just like we do Pucksitani Phil or Buckeye Chuck or whoever your groundhog is. Marmots are very similar to groundhogs, and so that's what they have as a marmot. So that's what they pull out. Only problem. Apparently they went overnight prior to uh Fred's Day and tried to rouse Fred, because he appeared to be sleeping, and they said, come on, Fred, it's time to go, time to do your thing. And then uh, Fred did not seem to wake up. They checked his vital signs. He had no vital signs. They realized, Fred's dead, baby. Fred is not alive. So so what do they do? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure all these people lined up to see Fred. I'm just reading from the article, uh, which I will quote now, quote, The event went on without Fred. How? As the mayor gave a stuffed toy version of a groundhog to a child standing in the sun to honor the tradition? Oh, no. A shadow is cast forecasting that spring will be delayed and that winter will be prolonged for another six weeks. I don't think that's right. I think if you're if you're marmot or a, what I your groundhog, whatever, if it dies on Groundhog Day, your city then ha- you everybody has to move because your town is now haunted mummified marmots are going to come out of the ground and gnaw your face off. That's what that portends. That's what's happening. What does the Chinese spy balloon think about this? Domatas Sabonis, 12.4 rebounds. Stop. No? Okay. I don't know what the Chinese sky balloon Is it still like. there? They shoot it out of the sky. No, they... Well, okay. So I heard a few different conflicting reports on this. One was that the, the balloon, if you didn't hear about this, there's a balloon flying over the country that's super high up in the air, and they think it, it, it did come from China, they think it came from China, and it's possibly spying on us. So... No, that's exactly what it, it is. It is spying on It us. is okay. a Chinese spy balloon. Okay. So then, I thought I heard they weren't sure if they could get an airplane up there because it's so high up in the atmosphere. Planes don't go all the way up to space. There's a limit to how high they can go. That's why balloons are sometimes used to go even higher in the atmosphere, weather balloons, stuff like that. So they said, it's not high, and it's too high up in the air. We wouldn't be able to really get a shot on it. But then they also said, like, what if we shoot it down and then it plummets to the earth? What's going to happen to it? So then they didn't know if that yeah, would could, be a good could idea. Well somebody. Well, or... they, they don't know what's on it. Maybe there's a maybe there's some kind of explosive. or they, they don't know what it is. You know they can't just like get right next to it and give a good look see to it because it's so high up there. You'd have to fly by it at a ridiculous speed so you get a glance at it. Anyway, I've heard that, and then I heard well we we could shoot it down but we don't want to. So I don't know which is I don't know which to believe. I don't know. Uh, Domantas Sabonis also leads the oh Kings in assists God. with seven point one per game. Trey Lyles has 0.5 blocks per game.
4: Hey, the NHL All-Star Game and Skills
3: Competition Mm -hmm. is this weekend. Johnny Goudreau is there. Oh, yeah. He's an All-Star. Hey, now. He's an All-Star. Get your game on. Whatever. Lose them all.
4: Uh, They did have a little survey of all the All-Stars. They asked uh, their thoughts on the game, ways to improve the game. Okay. Uh, here's a question. Should the NHL extend three-on-three overtime to 10 minutes in order to have fewer games decided by shootouts?
3: Okay, I could go with that. 12 players said yes, four said no. Oh, good for so the players. So they're, they're in favor of All that. Right, that's good. I say make that a law right now.
4: Should the NHL expand the playoffs with an NBA-style play-in round involving the 7 to 10 seeds in each conference? Uh, No. Of course it's no. No. And you know what? At least the players agree, too. Only two said yes. 14 said no. What?
3: (laughs) I hope one of the players who said no was Johnny Goudreau. He's like, hell no, man. I don't want to go in the fake playoffs this crap-ass team right now. Good news. Even this team's not good enough to make the fake playoffs. No, but you know what would happen. They would flip that, Yep. they'd get the play-in tournament going, and then the Jackets suddenly would be in that all the time, and people would be like, oh, you know, Jarmo's pretty successful, he finally got the team in the playoffs, got him over the hump, yeah, and then we'd have to build a statue to the guy who got him into the fake playoffs, not the actual playoffs, where they still get their face beat in once they get there. Uh, Where should the NHL
4: hold an outdoor game next? You know what, I'm out of time, but I will will answer this question. You know where, you know where. No, they don't deserve it. Vegas, baby. Oh, Vegas. Okay. <laughs> no. I was going to say, you already- say the shoe? No. no shoes not getting it. Jackets any. don't deserve anything mm-hmm. at this point. Nope. I will give you the answer to that question. Plus, more nonsense. Or T-Bone's going to hold the show hostage talking about the Sacramento Kings. Yep. Colin Mann and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
7: From the Meister's Bar and
5: Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier accident has finally cleared from 670 eastbound between Grandview Avenue and U.S. 33 and the accident on westbound 670 between U.S. 33 and Grandview Avenue. That is also cleared. All lanes are open and traffic is flowing freely there once more. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Store. Staples Print Marketing is committed to quality and printing perfect every time. Out Staples, get $10 off your document printing and marketing materials. Order $50 or more. Offer for 225 see staples.com slash store slash print for details. Try Staples and see the difference. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic.
2: IPC. These guys are a big deal, and by big deal, I mean cheap and fat. You are listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Happy Friday.
4: Tool of the week. It's coming up at 534. Hey, tomorrow it's Common Man and T-Bone weekend. Mm. 10 o'clock here on the fan and then in your podcast feed as well. If you don't subscribe to the podcast, what the hell's the matter with you? Hey, Bone, Hey, man. You know that sports gambling is legal in the state of Ohio? Oh, boy, do I ever. Where's the best place to gamble? I go to BarstoolSportsBook.com. That's I like where it. I go. The a- the app. I use
3: the app. That's what I like to use. I also, when I'm when it, when it's available, I'm going to be at Hollywood Casino, where the Barstool Sportsbook will exist. Yes. And we will be there doing broadcasts occasionally. It'll be a lot of fun. They're
4: going to have, in the new sportsbook, I've been told, life-size wax figures of me and you. <laughs> Oh, so yeah. we'll always be there. You're going to need a lot of wax. And what uh, Jen Winters likes to do? What's that? She loves to go to the wax museum and put her hands down Larry King's pants. She does, and yes, and we I encourage did not know this. we encourage you <laughs> to come put your hands down our pants. Uh, absolutely, I will donate my pants. It'll be me, you, Teddy will have a wax figure, mm-hmm. and Dave Portnoy.
3: We're <laughs> oh, all going right, to be there together. Sure. Because it's, have, it's bar stool. He'll have pizza. He'll have pizza sure. sitting right there. Yes. One slice, everybody knows the rules, that kind of thing. Sure. And if you put your hand down my pants, mm-hmm. special surprise. Brillo pads for everyone. Oh, I'm
4: just saying it's going to be no? a special okay. surprise. You don't know what it's going to be. Oh, it could be anything. One day it could be a mouse trap. The other day it could be a Brillo pad.
3: Maybe a water t- snake. Those doesn't sound like any type of fun surprises. I would want to surprise everyone so it's like, oh, here's some cash just in, could, in your pants. One day it could be. Cash and prizes. Down in your pants.
4: Yeah. Uh, NHL All-Star Game skills competition going on this weekend. Where should the NHL hold an outdoor game next? They asked the All-Stars. Here's what they said. Two of them just said Florida. Oh,
3: okay. No specific place, just... Just anywhere in Florida. Florida. Well, that sounds like a couple of guys just been like, oh, yeah, Florida, eh? You know, that'd be fun, right? Uh, Two of them said Lake of
4: the Woods. I don't know what Lake, of, lake the of the Woods is. Maybe Teddy can look that up. Maybe it's some sort of Canadian. I mean, is that
3: like a resort in Canada or something? Lake that they're the like woods. they all live around just so it's like, yeah, my backyard. I'm uh one of it. them said Lake Louise. I don't know where Lake
4: Louise is. Maybe well, Teddy I, can look that up too. Good lord. Uh one of them said one of the Great
3: Lakes. Okay. Like on the lake? Well, I mean, yeah, you could do that. A lot of the Great Lakes do get frozen over by a certain time of the year where it's I mean it's, it's not like they used to, and you'd probably have to go up to like Duluth and well, no, maybe do that. This year, you are not getting it. I know, but I am saying, like, yeah, you've got parts of the Great Lakes where people set up those little. Uh, they build they build huts out there. Remember the ice fishing? That's where the prostitutes hang out. I heard. Remember that? Oh, the ice shanties. That's yeah, right. The ice shanty in Hudson, yes, Ohio. That was a problem. Yeah, where they banned it. They were like, "Can't have that anymore. Can't we don't have ice know what's fishing." Showing out in these shanties <laughs> could be prostitution. Uh, by the way, it looks like Lake of the Woods. Uh, their website, lake of Lake of the Woods, MN. dot com. It says it's the walleye capital of the world. I don't know, but it's somewhere up in Manitoba. Okay, so it's now, in what it's I in saw. France. Yeah, it's like uh, north of uh, Minnesota. Oh yeah, so it's it, Minnesota. Okay. Oh, it's on the border. Okay, I got yeah, it wrong. It's the border of like Minnesota, Ontario, and Manitoba all together. Okay. So it's like right there yes. on the edge of all three of those. Now, so, where's
4: Lake Louise? Do we know where that is? No.
3: Okay. I know where Lake Winnipeg is. I'm not asking
4: that. Near Winnipeg. Uh, so one of the Great Lakes got one vote. Alaska got one vote. All right. London got a vote. Wait, London, England? Yes. Okay. Angel Stadium. Okay. that's In a, Anaheim.
3: That's a very
4: weird one. The Rose Bowl got a vote. That's also weird. LA Coliseum got a vote.
3: MetLife Stadium got a vote. Mile High Stadium got a vote. Wrigley Field. I like how it's, where did you play? Oh, you must, this is from an Avs player. This is from a New York based player. This is from a Chicago player. Like, we got it. Okay. Wrigley Field. Someone said that. And someone just said a European soccer stadium. All right. Well, Europe's I mean, it's a big continent. Now, but- hold on a second. Bring it full circle. You've got a European style soccer stadium in Columbus, Ohio, with a roof over the and kind of, It's small, but there's plenty of smaller stadiums in Europe that you could go to. I'm just saying, you could play that. And by the way, plenty big enough to host one well, of these things. But n- nobody
4: said Ohio Stadium. Uh, nobody said Lower.com Field. I am so down on the Blue Jackets right now. If Columbus does get an
3: outdoor game, I'd rather it be two other teams. I was, I was just going to say, I still want the game here, but give us some teams that are fun to watch, please. Uh, what's your favorite road city, the
4: All-Stars were asked. Columbus, Ams, Ohio. They all said Columbus, uh, Columbus Ohio. did we not get oh, a vote.
3: I'm shocked. What? Uh, New
4: York got six votes. Florida got four. Vegas, four. Dallas, two. Chicago, one. Vancouver, one. Montreal, one. Did they actually say
3: Florida? It says here Florida. And the question was what again? What's your favorite road city? Okay, so Florida, not a city. No, but that's <laughs> where
2: the Panthers play. So they're probably saying, you know, it's Miami, but the Florida Panthers.
3: <laughs> okay, fair enough, Ted. I'm just it's saying. Not the Miami that's Panthers. That's not a city. I didn't name the team. They said what city. All right, there's, there's do another they know? not city on Do here. all the Canadians who fly in there, they're just like, oh, we're in the city of Florida, eh? Somewhere down there. I don't know, eh? Like, do they not know they fly into Miami and that's where they go? Montreal got a vote. Los Angeles got a vote. Arizona, a state. <laughs> They got a vote. Well, they like to play in front of forty five hundred people. <laughs> yeah, it's great to go down there and hang out with the college kids. You know, right there on the campus. I buy them all beer. That's good. I don't know why I'm doing this Canadian accent. It's really a hockey accent, I guess is what I would say.
4: There are rumblings. There could be preseason games in Australia next season. Oh, great!
3: What global site should the NHL go to next? columbus ohio no i'm just gonna keep throwing that out there that maybe it'll be like oh you know what we the horseshoe that's fun we never thought of that uh helsinki got three votes it's finland yes but they they just did finland i I know they went to tamir or whatever it is Tampere? yeah did they do one in helsinki as well i know they started anyway i'm just saying they've been to finland they they, they want to
4: cover finland they just went there this year so helsinki italy got three votes all right london two Switzerland, too. Greece got a vote. Ireland, Serbia, Moscow. Not going to happen.
3: Spain. (laughs) Moscow.
4: Latin or South America got a vote. We know who Alex Ovechkin (laughs) (laughs) gave the answer. We know it was you. (laughs) Sweden got a vote, although they say for
3: Sweden, way up north. Oh. Like not in Stockholm. You know what? Let's do something there. Because let's have way up north Sweden game also be an outdoor game and call it the Northern Lights series, and play it at like 2 a.m. their local time, and then they can just show us the game can be illuminated by the uh, Northern Lights, the Aurora Borealis, Mike. That's what we want. It's the Aurora series. Yeah, let's do it.
4: He was a hell of an actor on Angel and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Who Who is this? David Boreanaz.
3: (laughs) That is the dumbest connection you've ever made. No one knows that his name is David Borianis. <laughs> he was on you. Bones.
2: Bones, slip me a bone.
3: I should have been on that show. I
4: understand. Why didn't you? Uh, give in me a Australia,
3: also got a vote. So
4: congratulations. Australia got a
3: vote, even yep. though they're getting one already. Well, there's rumors. Oh, rumors. I could see. be okay. preseason games. Rumors and conjecture, maybe. Okay. I'm saying go to Greenland. I've said this yes! before. Go to Nook. It'd be a nice little getaway for you. I actually you can, like your. It's rugged. It'd be fun. But it's somewhere like that, way up north, so yes. Northern Lights can be a factor. I'm just you're, saying. You're obsessed with the David Oh, I want to go. Boreanaz. I want to go. Not, I don't want to go that far, but there are... So, I don't know if you're aware. I'm just going to point this out. Jason Stark may bring this up whenever we talk baseball again. Did you know we are in a, like... We're entering the prime season of Northern Lights time. And I don't mean, like, this week or this month. I mean between now... And summer of 2024, I believe it is. Oh, is that right? They say summer of 2024, because of all the solar activity, it's caused by the ions that come through the atmosphere and all kinds of other stuff. I don't know. Stuff from the sun goes through our atmosphere and goes, whoa, that was weird. And it gives off a light. That's that's my Norm Macdonald exp- explanation like, of how this goes. It's like
4: I'm sitting here with Neil deGrasse Tyson.
3: <laughs> <laughs> my point is, they say the sun's activity indicates by, like, Now through next summer, it's going to be some of the best viewing we've ever had Mm. of the Northern Lights. So the idea is try to get as far north as you can on clear nights in places with low light pollution so you can see these things because you're going to get more brilliant shows than you've ever had if you can do it between now and like next year. Well, how far do we have to go? Well, I was looking on a map and it says minimum. Like I think... If you're on the right time of the year and the right day and the conditions, it's super solar flary and all that stuff, there's parts of like Northern Ohio. If you're in middle get of nowhere, the, get the hell out of here. Yeah. But they say you can, you can usually, if you're in like Michigan, upper Michigan, there's lots of times of the year where you could see that stuff, Minnesota, obviously in Canada, but the whole point is you can't be near like Toronto. You got to be, no, there's out. not a lot of light pollution in the UP up in well, that's Michigan. It. That's what I'm saying. But, you know, but when it gets to some of the parts of the year where you do see that stuff, especially in the wintertime, it's a little tough to get up and going around in the UP because it's all snowy. Yeah. So that's and Steve Mariucci is lurking. Like getting out in the woods when there's like two feet of snow is a little difficult. So if you have a snowmobile, maybe you go out there and look. Here's some rustling in the woods. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I can see the sky, but who's that? Who is it, my Coach Mooch. Oh, he's lurking in the woods i thought maybe it was david boreanis or whatever his name is tell you what i'm david boreanis with this segment I think it should end it what are you Let's talking go about we got a go see some northern lights baby i'd like to see the northern lights. i want to go i'm telling you i think it'd be cool but we need to i want a cabin in the woods rustic just you me and ted <laughs> yeah right yeah uh-huh and then, well, we can't have any lights going. We got to leave the cell phones. I'm scared of the woods. I don't like the woods. Well, nah, you just got to get out of I them. I just, I. The woods are scared of you. You're the dominant predator on this earth. That's how we all evolved. No, I'm not we're the here. dominant predator no, on we this are, earth. Our ancestors walked around and were like, hey, elephant, better shut up or we'll eat you. And the elephant was like, all right, I got it. I'll leave you alone. And that's what happened. And then we dominated the earth. That's and now happened. we win. We're the all time champs. It's not the animals I'm scared of. Oh. What are you scared of? The rapists
4: lurking in the woods. <laughs> I assume the woods are no, full of go, rapists. You go
3: to places where there's not a lot of people. That's why they're there. No, they're not. They're yes, going. They're hiding from the law. <laughs> they're on the run. Right. They've made a camp for
4: themselves. Yes. Hiding out at
2: parks, right? Oh, yes, yeah, they're hiding exactly. Out par- I
3: forgot. Anytime you go out to a national park, anytime you go to a metro park, anytime you go anywhere, you got to watch out because that's what's gonna going to happen. They're going to jump you? at you. You think you're like looking at birds and all of a sudden, you know what's out there? That's a dude You know what's out there? That's a dude coming for you. What's out there is a bear that's like, oh my God, a human. And then it runs away. That's what it, that's what's out there. Except that's the, the one time thing. it
4: doesn't unless you run into a oh, bear. That's the one time it doesn't. Yes, that, of course. Right. You run into a bear that watched a Buckeye basketball game last night.
3: <laughs> and the bear's like, why oh, can't this team shoot? And it kills you. Right. I'm just saying, you're more likely to get killed in a car accident than to buy a bear that's all I, but i hate that stuff it's like you're more likely to do i know you're more likely right but it only takes one time it does
4: you're exactly right why oh, we should never do anything a baby <laughs> yes <laughs> don't leave your house a baby may pop out at the super bowl details next Colin man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic
7: from the meister's
5: bar and pizza traffic center some slowdowns to watch out for. Hague Avenue northbound at West Mills Drive. We have an accident in that area causing some backups. You'll also find some delays on the east side of I-70 eastbound after Livingston Avenue. A crash there as well. Plan on some delays. The traffic report is sponsored by Family Dollar. Score points before the big game by getting more from Family Dollar. Save big on everything you need to get the party started, like soft drinks and snacks from Pepsi and Frito-Lay. Family Dollar, helping you do more. Help me NRA ray with fan traffic.
2: Did you feel that? It's your radio getting fatter. Getting be time! This is Common Man and T-Bone. This stupid show is
4: brought to you by the Hinder Motor Company. Tool of the week is coming up at five thirty-four. Send in your Twitter tools now at Man and Bone nine seven one. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. I was looking at the television ratings for broadcast TV last night. Mm-hmm. You know, broadcast TV is not what it used to be. Bone, we get that. I I am very aware of that. Unfortunately. But these are all new episodes; these are not reruns. Okay. Okay. Uh, the number one show of the night was Young Sheldon. Yes. Young Sheldon. You know what that's from? Big Bang. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I get seven point three million people. Oh, I'm surprised it's that many. But good for them. Yeah. Uh, CBS was the winner in the total viewers category ghosts i don't know what that show is 6.9 million that i think is also a cbs show if i'm not no mistaken. it is this is all on cbs so oh, young okay. sheldon's oh, okay. first Sorry. okay then it's ghosts at 6.9 so help me todd was
6: 5.1 Hmm.
4: Uh, go ahead what <laughs> nothing i no i can't and then nothing. csi vegas was 3.7 so, Young Sheldon was the king, and then it progressively got worse I think, after that I on think CBS. I think the Todd
3: show is something about like, I think that's kind of like a crime show, maybe? Oh, I don't know. Or something? I don't know. It's an hour long. Well, good for them. Um, yeah, that, the reason I bring this up. That stuff's not really my bag, but if you enjoy it, I'm, I'm glad you do. Is uh, Fox had Hell's Kitchen at eight.
4: That got two million. Okay. And then the show right after that at nine, Welcome
3: to Fletch. Yeah, that's the one that has the crew stuff in it. Yeah, based on a town Let me supposedly tell in Ohio. Buddy, if you if you like that show, watch it
4: because
3: <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not going to be around much longer. It got seven hundred and sixty-two thousand. Oh, no, not even hitting a million people. You know who's on that show? At least he was in season one. Is uh, Stifler? What's his name? Sean Sean William Scott? What's yeah, that's his name? right. Yeah, that's right. That guy. He's in it, and it's yeah. It's I don't know. It's it's one of those single camera. centers around a couple kids. Who that's fine. I'm just saying, like, like early 20s type people who live in Ohio in a small town, and it's very like, hey, Hollywood thinks this is what Ohio's like. It's got some charm to it. It's not a terrible show, but yeah. now
4: if you think that that's not a good number, it's not.
9: No, even it's, by it's even terrible. by today's
4: standards, I mean Univision and Telemundo, they didn't have a show last night that drew under a million people. Right. On, yeah. on on those networks. Sure. And Fox is drawing 762,000 for the 9 o'clock time slot. Mm. That's yeah. bad. Now here's, here's the question I have for you. Okay. Given a, a little while to promote it, and I know the rest of the country really doesn't understand who the hell we are, but do you think
3: we could draw more than 762,000 yes. if you and I came up with a show? We could. I Well, number one, you have to know something about Me being in this business, I had at some point in my life, the confidence to walk into a radio station completely off the street and say, hi, I'd like to work here. And all of us did. And the person, that's what I'm saying. People always ask, like, how do you get into radio? And the answer is we were either dumb enough, weird enough, insane enough, confident enough, all the above to walk into a radio station and say, you should let me talk on your microphones And not think we were insane. Like, not think, oh my God, they'll never let us do that. So, you say, do I think we could find a way to draw more than three quarters of a million people on a national network with some promotion and some time and a budge? Yeah, we could do that. You know, people crap on daytime television.
4: Uh, Even though he's retired, this is still airing, because I know, because I watch it. If you put on Fox, Maury Povich. Oh, yeah. Like, old man Maury comes out, and the Mm -hmm. show is called... Maury Povich, are you the father? Mm-hmm. Yes. Nine o'clock on Fox. I guarantee you, it does better than Welcome to Flatch.
3: Yes, it does, and people would then have a lot of think pieces about should we be doing this on network. T-? But the answer is, it would draw numbers. I, whether you should, should or we should be not. Doing what? Well, I'm entertaining saying- people. Have you seen what's on using people's personal life struggles to, but then again, oh, I'm sorry. We you're, put all that stuff you're, on TV. You're not, anyway. You're not you're breaking right. down their door, right? they you're right. Found, they found you. You're right. you're right. You're right. It still amazes me. The best part of those shows, Maury, Jerry Springer, any of those, if you've never watched them, the, my favorite part of them, other than the crazy action is when they'll have like, all right, we'll come back in a moment with uh, another guy who says his mom is dating his cousin who's also his mom and it's weird. We'll come back to that. And then they will... That's a ridiculous premise. And then they'll have a slide up that says, do you believe that your baby's daddy is also your uncle? If so, call this down. And you're like, there's no way there's enough people in America who have that going on oh, there, for it to a be way. a show. And then two weeks later, you'll flip it on. And it's like, well, it's baby daddy, uncle time. And you're like, how, how did that happen? How are there enough people that have the situation... That were then watching that show that then said, I'll call the number. And then they called all those other people and said, would you come on a show to talk about this with your niece? And they said, of course I would. How does that happen?
4: How does that ha- People is how that happens. If there Boggles are enough people my mind. in this country, if, if something comes on the screen, and it does frequently, do you believe the lizard overlords in our government? <laughs> Dude are
3: overstepping their right. bounds pilot episode of our yet to be determined show. I don't even know what the premise is. I don't know who the characters are, but at some point someone has to bust in the door and say, Hey, will you come on with me? We're yet to fly to Chicago. We're going to be on the rebooting Jerry Springer. And the premise is some ridiculous premise. Would you guys come on? Cause remember we had that situation in our family. And then they go, oh, wait, is this Jerry Springer? And you go, oh, well, it's like a reboot. He's not actually on it. It's another thing. Where then the person has to decide, is this a big enough show that I would out the family and talk about our dirty laundry on national TV? But it's not like real Jerry Springer. It's some knockoff version of Jerry Springer. I have a better idea. Okay. You and me are in a sitcom. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. That's just like a, that's a little scene in the sitcom. No, I don't like that scene. Well, screw you.
4: It's a family. It's a family comedy. Oh, good. You know, we 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 don't do enough
3: of that now. Family comedy. Well, with a little edge. All right, right. So it's me hey. and you. Modern Family was fairly successful. I, used to, I know. No, what you're there's, there's no. A, there's some. There's I, some I extra want, stuff in there. Yeah. I,
4: I don't want single camera. I want a oh, you sitcom want for, you with want an three audience. Camera. Yeah. Yes, I want. This that. was
3: filmed before a live studio audience right. so in Burbank, California. So it's
4: me and you. We're a romantic couple. Great. Okay. I'm in. Teddy. Is our adopted child, even though he's older than both of us? It's going to Why be like Martin Short
3: adopt- as Clifford. Why did we adopt him? That's to be figured out no, later. We, no, you need to know how we're okay. Hold fine. on, it's fine. me and you. i assume we've come up with a good okay. explanation for that. Fine. I mean, that's a hilarious premise that the kid is older than the parents. <laughs> so it's, what's this show called? My dumb dads <laughs> could be. <I laughs> okay, don't know. fine. So it's me and you. Ted's our adopted kid. Yes and Can we ask for advice Leanna, said what should we do with our money Leanna is, a, is a
4: robot that we have in the house i love
3: now now you're talking
4: the voice of Leanna is a robot she's always got some sort of quick line or you know making fun of us or kill the billionaire or something like that <laughs> i love that and then Tyvis powell is our wacky next door neighbor i love yeah i like that who's always getting into mischief
3: and trying to pick up our robot <laughs> Pick up our robot. He's got a thing for the how about, robot. How about this? Instead of that, let me amend that idea, because I like that so far, up until pick up the robot. What if instead, Tyvis is often saying things to us like, guys, I don't know if you saw what your robot's doing, but there's three people dead down the street, and they're saying your robot did it. And we're like, Leanna, did you murder three oh, people? They- She's like... she's yeah, like, like bleep I mean. bloop bleep bloop who knows about murder billionaires and then we're just like she would never do that she's joking and then end scene and then that's just the running gag on the show like Tyvis comes in and is like there's a murder situation happening are you guys where's your robot Last time we saw her, she was making our year supply of ketchup, and then you come out of the kitchen, she's just covered in red liquid. And we're like, Leanna, were you making ketchup? She goes, of course I was, bleep bloop. And we're like, yeah, see, she didn't murder a whole bunch of people. She's making ketchup.
4: All right, Jason Kelsey's wife is 38 weeks pregnant, so she's going to the Super
3: Bowl. Oh, I thought we were just giving random updates on people's wives. Like, I didn't know if there was well, no, a list I mean, coming. No, okay.
4: she's, she's 38 weeks pregnant. She's right. going to the Super Bowl, but she's bringing her OBGYN with her good idea so in case she's at the game and something pops out
3: well there you go someone's there to help i don't know if people realize how that's like not a thing where we didn't realize there were just moments where it's like oh yeah she may not be the one who delivers the baby you know the doc you've seen the entire time of your pregnancy and then they call her and it's like oh yeah i'm off today <laughs> so some other lady just shows up and delivers the baby well or I mean, guy whatever i assume they're capable of course they're not capable like it's the first I'm time, just time saying, they've looked at a it before. was like right at the end. It was like, oh, by the way, I may not be here tomorrow if that's when the baby comes. Bye-bye. And it's I've like, never what? actually huh? physically what? seen a You've vagina been... before, but I've read <laughs> books. You've been the one the whole time down there and now we got to go in cold? We got to bring in a relief pitcher? I didn't know that.
4: Leanna, are you acting as a midwife again? <laughs>
3: I hope leanna the robot becomes a thing tool of the week is next common
4: man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic
7: from the meister's bar and pizza traffic center
5: not Skynet. All right, watch out for an accident on Eastside I-70 eastbound after Livingston Avenue. This crash is causing some slowdowns. So Please be careful over here. You'll also find an accident on Stelzer Road before 670. Traffic is backed up here as well. Caution is advised. This traffic report is sponsored by Lowe's as Lowe's MVP rewards member earn bonus points when you shop select products and brands. Redeem for e-gift cards and more. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. Subject to program terms, while supplies last points expire at the end of calendar year, visit Lowe's.com slash MVP bonus points for details. Bleep bloop, I'm Leanna Ray with fan and traffic.
2: Common Man and T-Bone present Tool of the Week.
7: Sponsored by the Lion's Den.
2: Best tool this week, according to us, gets a
4: $50 gift card to Conrad's. Conrad's, the Buckeye State Store, is now open at 71 West Shrock Road in Westerville. Are you ready? I am ready. Uh, Daniel says, my guy, Oh, yeah! Yeah! My tool of the week is the girl who used common man to make her ex jealous. Yes, me too. Oh, right. Sorry, I was like, "Do we?" Oh, yes, the story you told. No, I mean, I this was, week. I was, uh, right. yeah, 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 telling my tales of woe, romantic right. tales of woe, on Wednesday's show. If you missed that, go back and listen to the podcast. Uh, Jordan says, "My tool of the week." First, he says, "My guys." <laughs> my tool of the week is Nike. Oh, for putting little R's and L's on socks to tell people which foot should have which sock. I mean, have we gone that (laughs) soft in this society? I don't know if that's soft,
3: but that is is absurd because then I could just see the... That's another level of stress that we don't need. Did they make them different? Is it cut differently? Whether they made them different or not, their socks, you don't... You don't need to have right right. and left socks. He's right. Jordan, I agree with you. Stupid. Soft. Uh, Corey says, my guys. Tell him about it, JoJo. Tool of the week, hands down, is Dylan Brooks for that cheap low blow to Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I was. if you didn't see that, they were kind of tussling under the basket, and then Dylan Brooks is on the ground, and he just has a clean shot right at Donovan Mitchell's uh, netherlands, as you called them earlier, and then just, I mean, full-on just punched him in the nards. And then... A fight broke out, clearly, as it would after that. Yeah, that was no good. Uh, Billy says, my guys... Timing up that disc. Tool of the Week is Dylan Brooks.
4: Not only is he a dirty player that likes to pee-pee touch all-star point guards, but he caused Mitchell to get kicked out, which ruined my parlay that would have paid out 220 bucks on a $10 bet. Dylan Brooks' initials are DB, so let's change his name to douchebag.
3: I'm pretty sure, if you remember, Shannon Sharp got into it at the Lakers game with the memphis grizzlies like he was looking like he was going to fight the whole team at a point i want to say that was because he got into some kind of verbal spat with dylan brooks so dylan brooks runs a little hot if you've not watched the nba Uh, not saying that justifies any actions i'm just saying this guy does have an issue with getting into it with other people zola the Pola says my guys go to hell my tool of the week is kevin
4: for always eating all the chips and salsa What should be a relaxing, free pre-meal treat is instead a high-anxiety sprint to even get a couple bites of sweet, sweet salsa. Guy is an absolute wood chipper and
3: a tool. I like that you're bringing up just a random person that we don't know named Kevin. Well, that's fine. But I I would be very annoyed if I went out to eat with someone who did that and didn't leave enough chips for everybody. Uh, Zach says, "My guys."
4: My tool of the week is the lady who hit me today. On the day I turn in my rental from my car being stolen, might have to go back to the horse and buggy.
3: Oh, I thought he
4: meant physically. No, hit her, well, like she
3: punched. So him. I wonder did did they did this person hit the rental or the new? Did you get your car back? I'm no, just hit the rental. Oh, great. That's well, that's another problem. That's not good. Zach. Uh, Matt says, my guys, I love a
4: good basement. My tool of the week is the Jabroni that tweeted to you guys that too hot Tuesday should be a thing giving you guys credit for trying but also for not doing it this tuesday but to that guy gth and get back to work that was a one
3: time only we we gave well, it a shot what? you we, try things we tried it how, how do you know listen we would like every day to be wild card wednesday but there's only one wild card wednesday
4: uh jordan says my guys hey it's chops my tool of the week is the canadian coffee chain that airs two hot sandwiches for six dollars commercials on the live stream Every commercial break, I yell out "Too hot" <laughs> because too hot? I'm easily trained.
3: Apparently, well, that you know what that Canadian coffee chain, whoever they may be, needs to think about that. Maybe that's a little extra read they should do. Give me a little extra, yeah, ash. yeah. It should be a royalty to you, Panama. Mm-hmm. Ted. absolutely right. Uh Money seventy two says,
4: "My tea bags too hot." My tool of the week is our beloved yet terribly dysfunctional two thousand twenty two two thousand twenty three OSU basketball team. They just can't close. They just can't close. Can't. Close, they just can't
3: start. Can't start. What are we talking about? They do most of the things that basketball... I know I what he's hate saying. hate this team. They can't do a lot of If things. you want to
4: go listen to me hating everything and everybody, 3 mm. yeah. o'clock hour on today's show. Oh, just this hour? Just this 3 yes, o'clock hour on today's specifically, show when you were hating today, people today? 3 o'clock hour. I didn't know hour. that. Uh, Brewing Company, says my guys. It's a game
3: of
6: inches. Ask the Cox.
4: My Tool of the Week is the... Derf Wang, Wang? Who was swerving in and out of rush hour traffic on Tuesday at the 270-70 split? He nearly hit me in three other cars. Funny enough, he barely missed a fourth by swerving and taking out more cones than Rosie
3: O'Donnell at Dairy Queen. Okay. GTH. One. That's a joke from 27 years Whatever, ago. Man, let but, let him. live. Give him credit. I appreciate the use of the language. That was, I got what you <laughs> meant when you said it. So, thank you. Yeah, I wasn't expecting a Rosie O'Donnell <laughs> reference today, but <laughs> let her live. I usually,
4: when I when I reference her, I usually reference her Koosh balls. Koosh balls. You know? She used to, yeah, she used, she used to, to shoot them at Tom shoot Selleck. The Koosh balls. Right, I
3: remember that, Not yeah.
4: just at Tom Selleck, but just at Everybody, in general. I know. Uh, Cameron says, my guys... ...and going up
3: for balls and exposing yourself.
4: My tool of the week is the people who don't merge before a lane ends on the highway and cuts everybody off at the last minute, and the ones who pull out in front of you cut you off, then proceed to turn down a road a mile ahead, also not using the turn signal as well. Hmm. All right? Agreed. Thank Thank you. Uh, Austin says, my guys...
2: ...some early onions...
4: My tools are the two blood clots that decided to make residence in my fiance's
3: lungs. Oh, Oh, no. Oh. All good now, but not a fun week. I would guess not. Glad to hear your fiance's okay, Austin. Blood clots. Man, that's. Yeah. She's doing well. How are you doing, Tress? Doing good, Mike. Thank you. That's. Well, we always want to check on the retired former president of Youngstown State. Is he a former president? He's retired. So. Did he retire? The retired former president of Youngstown State, which is why we know he's going to soon ascend to the throne at the great, the Ohio State no, University. No, he's not going to be the president. No, he retired. He's. I, I didn't think know that just I happened. Did. I think he's just yeah. ended his tenure there. I forgot. Yeah. What do you think about that, Rimmer? The male doesn't fit into the female.
4: <laughs> That's a personal it's really problem. a
3: non sequitur, if you ask me.
4: Uh, Bub says, my tool of the week is my co-workers for scheduling two interviews at the same time, first thing Monday morning, after I was off on a Friday. Then acting like I knew what was going on Monday morning. I had to make 200 copies of different documents. I hate Mondays more than Garfield. I can understand that. That sounds awful. Uh, Dustin says, my guys... Ah! My tool of the week is the Pentagon for not shooting down the China spy balloon. I'm sure they didn't clear this with the FAA. Mm. Who's they?
3: China didn't clear with the FAA? I don't know what it means. But I'll say, sure, whatever. Let them live. Uh, Juan says, my guys. That was all about Cox.
4: Fletcher Cox. My tool of the week is my dad for asking me to look for jeans he thought he left at my house during a recent visit. As I'm closing a closet door, I pinch the tip of my index finger, Yep, nearly removing the fingerprint. Oh, no. Moments later, my dad found his jeans with the rest of the laundry. Does your dad come over and just remove his pants often, Juan? Let me tell you why. My dad has never taken off his pants at my
6: house.
3: When my kids finally get out of the house, I feel like I'm going to show up at their house and just constantly be removing my pants to just establish dominance like hey i'm still the i'm still the dad i'm still the dad i'm still the dad take a look at this <laughs> no not take a look at anything i have underwear look on. at it no no thank I'd you pick a winner uh i'm going to go actually bub with the co-worker leaving him high and dry having to do all the interviews and copying that sucks what do you think about that holt man
2: they got their hands on a lot of balls
3: yeah, and then they Whoever promptly said, threw them into the ocean, but nowhere near the rim of the basketball apparatus. Or just turned the ball over. Or turned it over. Or
4: Whoever you said gets a $50 gift card to Bub. Conrad. So they got go, their hands Bub. on a lot of balls. That's right, Bub. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
2: Fan
7: traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
5: Good afternoon. A couple of problem areas out there. You'll find the crash on 670 Westbound at I-70, causing some slowdowns from Grandview Avenue. Please be careful. You'll also find an accident on the east side of I-70 Eastbound after Livingston Avenue. Traffic is beginning to build there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware. Are you a team player? Ace Hardware's West Jefferson Distribution Tender wants you on their team. Ace's CDL truck driver positions. Don't miss out on the chance to drive for one of the best companies in Ohio. Ace Hardware also has excellent benefits. Apply today at careers.acehardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic.
4: Buckeye show coming up at the top of the hour. Timmy is off tonight. Tito, Jeff off is filling in. But we're still doing crosstalk because Tyvis Powell, our wacky neighbor, has
9: sashayed in here. Oh, you guys. <laughs> oh, Get, you. You. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> I figured it. Shout out to Tim. You know what? I actually listened to these. You guys talk about me being a neighbor. If I tell you guys that your robot committed a murder, you be- oh, I, or you I, better
3: listen. In real life, I would believe you. But in the sitcom, we no- have to make that the comedic device where everyone's like, no, you should listen to him. We're like, ah, he's just, our robot's great. And then is just murdering people. And left I'll and right. be sitting there every day trying to take pictures on my phone like, look, I got this. Yes, <laughs> right. Yes. And, it just, and we, we gaslight you into turning you into a crazy person where you're like, am I insane? I thought that she was murdering people. And then eventually you go crazy and who knows what happens. Yeah, I know you're going to talk about
4: this on the show tonight, but do you subject yourself to this Buckeye basketball team?
9: No, (laughs) good. (laughs) No, no, I'm glad. No, listen, I'm telling
4: everybody I just strangers. I meet don't watch Buckeye basketball. Bye.
9: It's funny that you bring that up because as I was watching last night, (laughs) the answer is yes, you (laughs) do. no, because let me tell you why I don't. All right. I cut it on. I see the score. I'm like this is this is sad that they down like this. I watch a couple possessions, somebody gets left open for a wide open 3, I cut it off immediately. Said I'm not no. Nope, not watching. Yeah,
4: I'll tell you the saddest thing in the world is Wisconsin went 7 minutes and 18 seconds without scoring a basket to end that game. The last basket they scored, won the game was with 7 minutes and 18 seconds left to go and That's they still won by 5. <laughs>
9: Then they they got it down with to two though. Well, who ca- What's the difference? When the other team stopped scoring
3: because they was down by like sixteen. Right. exactly. I, who cares? Yeah, I, I don't. I, but you know, we can't a, give credit for getting down by such a large margin to a terrible team and then right. almost coming they back. They their but, way yo, back. Wait a minute. Hold but if on. they had come back, we could then say, well, they at least did get the job done barely. That's but not, they didn't even get that done. That's not entirely
9: fair because it shows that they actually got some fight. Like they care. No, they don't well, care. they care now. They, they care, they care they, once they got they down they, by 16. Why, why did they, they, they care it? when the game started? <laughs> Wait a minute. If you go down 16, some people be like, put the backups in. We go ahead and get some rest for next game. But they actually fought and clawed Well, they back. have to. So they, they
3: kind of care. There's no season left if they don't do something there. And My then, boy, they yeah. care. I'll tell you, I cut the game off, as you said, like <laughs> a handful of times the last three weeks. And I just I get so frustrated watching this team. Where I know there's talent on it, but I don't feel like there. I was saying, you tell me if you agree because you watch a lot of NBA. I know I hear you guys talking in the back a lot, but isn't it true that guys like Draymond Green maybe mm-hmm. doesn't have the best measurables, but he brings that intangible knowledge of the game? Yes, turned himself into a player out of college mm-hmm. that was a good player. At Michigan State didn't fit an NBA game at all. Mm-hmm. We don't have anyone on this team that does the little thing. We have a lot of guys who look like they should be stars. We have guys who look like they should be able to hit threes. We have guys who off the bus look like this is a good basketball team. Stats tell you sometimes the measurables say they look like a good basketball team, but then they get on the floor and it's just three three or four guys standing around the edge watching one guy do something. No basketball IQ. There's I, not any of that going
9: on. I actually agree with you because after a while, it becomes the Bryce Sensible show. Everybody stands there and watch him do what he does, but you know you're thinking about just this team, how it came together. First of all, you missing EJ... Like, last year, they had EJ Liddell. They had... Malachi was young, but he had guys that he could look up to. Kyle Young's EJ. Like, they don't have that no more. Like, Zed Key's supposed to be that guy, but he's battling his but injury. But they got those guys in the transfer portal. No, see, the problem then, but is, see that's the thing. The problem is, they just Justice should be that guy. You're but right. he's not. You're right. Now, that that is egregious, because that is... He should be that guy, but he's not. And then the guys that we're counting on... Like Isaac Likely, he wasn't here. Like he came from a different school. So it, it it's just too much. They got people from the transfer portal, they got a bunch of freshmen, and then they got guys that just kind of been here but not doing anything. And it's they're not meshing correctly. The team is just not coming together. And you thought Holtman getting ejected would fire him up, which I mean they got it down. They got the league down from what, sixteen to five. Man, you're, gonna, you're gonna hold on to that. I'm just saying it's there. It's something you, Two, gotta, you gotta take something. I don't to out take of anything. anything. <laughs> Two big hours
4: of the Buckeye Show. It's Tyvis and Tito.
9: I like one of them. You judge which one. Well, nobody hates Jeffrey, so a lot of people have mixed emotions about me. So Who
4: has mixed emotions about a lot you?
9: Most people do, you know? You're a fun loving guy. Listen, they come, I bet people just come up to you and give you hugs in the grocery store. That, you know what? They don't even know you. Believe it or not, I was in Kroger the other day and I was walking to the car and a guy looked at me and he kept walking. Then he stopped, turned around and said, Tybus. And I looked up <laughs> and I said, Yeah. He said, I knew it was you. And he gave me, just sat there and talked for about five minutes. I get that a lot. I get, I'm more popular as a radio guy than a football player.
3: I'd say no, probably, I, don't, I don't believe it. Like, it's true. It's probably, I remember you playing football and now you're on the radio. And I'm putting but all this together. They, That's listen, probably they it. listen to me more. Because everybody listens to the well, radio.
9: Well, now they get a chance to know you. Yeah. Well, I was uh, I was open booking college. <laughs> I think that <laughs> might have been the problem. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, Buckeye Show, top of the hour. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone.
9: Sponsored
7: by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING.
3: Boom. Oh. Well, man, I appreciate this from Giannis Antetokounmpo after uh, their most recent game, the Bucks 106-105 win over the Clippers on Thursday night. He had a really good game and was asked after, he scored 50. Thing that it's been happening a lot in the NBA this year. So he was asked, what are you going to do after the game? He said, you know what? I'm going to Culver's. And you know why? Because Chick-fil-A did not give me no free meals. Apparently, he had previously talked about his love of Chick-fil-A, and Chick-fil-A was like, that's great. We know you make like $100 million or whatever, $200 million. You have to come in and get food. And so he said Culver's hooks him up. So he's going to Culver's now.
4: I I Culver's took a step up in my book, not because of this, but because they recently ditched Pepsi for Coke. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. And I am a Coke person. They taste the same. No, they don't. (laughs) That's ridiculous. (laughs) That's (laughs) That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. They literally taste the same. Buckeye Show's next. (laughs) We'll see you Monday. Common Man and T-Bone on The Fan. Fan traffic.
7: From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
5: Good afternoon. Some delays to watch out for. You'll find the east side of I-70 eastbound after Livingston Avenue. An accident in that area causing some backups. More slowdowns expected on the east side of I-70 eastbound before US-33. Another accident there. And a crash on 670 westbound at I-70. Please be careful. Traffic is slow from Grandview Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware. Are you a team player? Ace Hardware's West Jefferson and Distribution Tender wants you on their team. Ace has a variety of warehouse positions and shifts available up to nineteen twenty five per hour plus incentive bonus. Ace will provide excellent benefits. Apply today at careers.acehardware.com. About to go on a weekend bender, I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic.
2: Hosting from the Lindsay Honda Studios.
5: Honda makes the cars. Lindsay
7: makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com.
2: WBNSFM, FM HD One Columbus,
6: the fan.